0: Yeah, I can hear myself though. We good. You can hear yeah. yourself. Yeah. Okay, I can. Hear.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Let me up. Uh, I, like I like to be in the mic, man. Yeah, it's I hope this don't mess up your shot. Nah, it's I, all good. I feel a little better. I wish. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Let me see. Get a slate. Yeah, we got that. All right, I think we good. Mm-hmm. Um. This is like the first or second episode, man. I don't know which one. How I'm gonna put this out, but I'm just gonna do two intros as far as yes, episode one or episode two. All good. All right, cool. So I'm locked in. Black Business Podcast, Black episode in. one. Episode one. I got my man, the inaugural Chad. Episode. What's up? Uh, let me let me give you the proper introduction. Man, please don't do that, man. Um, man, y'all, y'all, y- y- the, the often often imitated. Oh man, nah. never duplicated. Not even close. One of the hardest working men in show business. Man, we don't. I'm, the most unknown man in show business. I'm okay with that. One. I'm
0: okay with that. One. Yeah, I'm definitely okay with that.
1: <laughs> to get it out the mud. You know what's crazy? I looked at a. I was on your page yesterday looking for that picture. Yeah. And I went all all the way down to 2013 and seeing that picture of you and Joe. Come on, man. With him and his camera, bro. Bruh.
0: It was a. It was a first camera we purchased with our own money. It was a Canon. Uh, I'm lying. It was a Canon 60D. That's before the marks came out, bro. Wow. 60 D, but there was no uh 4K, bro. Bro. You had the uh, uh manual focus, you had the manual aperture, you had to, you had to make sure your light was right. If you shot from you know how you shoot out the office, but it's like dark in the office. It, it, yeah, man,
1: what? Bro, like like that's like, the only I, camera we had, bro. I got a different appreciation for you. Bro, that's but the only camera we had, though. Like, know it was, was like that. It was
0: shoot, <laughs> stop, shoot. Stop, because you got to get all these shots. You got to get all the light right. You know, you got to play with a, I think that was the first camera I saw that had, uh, of course, I'm going to forget the the terminology now. But if it was like a yellow light, if it was a white light, if it was uh, 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 sunny outside or cloudy, they had presets for you. And then you had to play within the presets to get it just right, to get that balance right. Right, right. Come on, man. I'm Man. You press play on the Sony now and you straight. Yeah, Uh, that's it. You you good. good. Yeah, Yeah, you good. Record the flat, fix it in the Bro, we've been doing it for
1: Hold on, bro. I I got I got to no, no, let no people bit. know. I got to no let bit. people know, you know what I'm saying? Like so <clears throat> this man is responsible for man. Oh. I'm I'm going to go back a little bit. Comedy hype. Wow. The man is responsible for you threw the, the, the 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 brains, you know, the brains behind not, you know, of course there's other people involved, you know what I'm saying? We ain't right. trying to downplay nobody for else, sure. but you know, like, you know, it's the team makes it, you know what I'm saying? What it is. Yeah. Um 85 South show that's going crazy right now. Man, we doing all right,
0: man. Appreciate that.
1: Going crazy right now. The man walked in my store in 2016. Was it 16? With Steve Harvey kids. Wow. And yeah. and you know they was they you know we was in there chopping it up, man. Mm-hmm. They well, left and you stuck around.
0: Yeah, just on some like inquisitive stuff. Like there's a black man doing something, was up. Right, right, yeah, right, That's right, all right. It was. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, so, yeah. Let, so 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 I'm, I'm you know this is my
0: man Chad Aubrey. Yeah. I said it right? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're in New Orleans, they say Oob, You know what I mean? Okay. In the south, they say Uber. It don't matter. Some people say it don't matter. Bro. Right, right. What you say? I say Uber, man. just because okay. I'm used to people saying I that, bet, so Chad Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he here, man, and you know, this is a, this is a successful black man with a successful black business.
0: Man, I'm doing okay, bro.
1: Um, and this is what this podcast is all about. You know, just taking you through the ins and outs of what it takes to create yeah a successful business
0: yeah and we you know i I like to say you know success you you should define what success means for yourself as well right as we say that but yeah uh, yeah basically
1: whatever makes you happy that's how i define success
0: i think that's super fair man you know what i'm saying (coughs) you you look happy i am uh i am i have peace right i think success is peace and so okay you know it's happiness is all the same so right yeah yeah, yeah. right right And, and being able to control uh your time i think that's another way to define success. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. So, but that, you know, that falls 100%. under happiness falls under peace, exactly. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Okay, so <coughs> let's jump right into it. For sure. For um sure. you from New Orleans? From New Orleans. Yeah, I was born in New Orleans.
0: Um uh and then uh prior to my parents getting married, you know, kind of moved around, lived in Atlanta, came back to New Orleans, falls got married. I lived in Nashville for a little bit uh and then came to Georgia in 2000 um, might have been two. Was my freshman year of high school. I can't even remember. Oh, word, was. okay. And then, so it wasn't even it wasn't even Atlanta. It was Georgia, like North Georgia. So like it was a culture shock for me. That was my first <laughs> time seeing like I saw rebel flags. Damn. That was my first time seeing um uh, what they call Confederate flags is the proper term. And then right. like seeing pe- what they call them. Have oh, you ever seen people wear like Dixie Outfitters, like sweatshirts with the with the uh, <laughs> uh, what is it called camouflage? Yeah. Cowboy yeah. hats. This is my first time seeing this. Room. Yeah. This it is like. What is this? Right, you know what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> uh, so I went to high school there for four years, played ball um, that afforded me a scholarship to Jacksonville University. Uh, so I lived in Florida in Jacksonville, Florida for a little bit. That's football. Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said
1: you said you was you was you standout baseball player too. Man, That's I was, I bro.
0: So then once I moved again, once I moved to Georgia, football was a thing. I played baseball growing up all since I could. Since you were athletically eligible, four right. or five years old in New Orleans, playing in Joe Brown Park. And then, when I moved to Georgia, baseball, the well, at least where I was, baseball was not the thing, football was the thing, so right. like, I gave it a shot, and I was decent enough, and like, nobody was playing baseball, so I was like, all right, I'll do football, <laughs> let's try it. Right, right. And I, like, to this day, brother, like, if anybody asks what's my biggest regrets, I wish i never quit. I played the piano as well, I wish I'd never quit wow. piano, and I wish I'd never quit baseball, because like, Baseball is what I did, bro. Like yeah. I still I'm like I'm still I watch major league games. Like, yeah, yeah. I you go, still feel like you can Yeah, like bro, I still play <laughs> on my off time I'm I'm doing I'm in softball leagues, bro. Yeah, like, oh,
1: you told me that. Yeah. And you like, tried
0: to get me to come out. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, I get it. You know, timing is, you know, we all know the place, but man, yeah. if I got some time, I'm gonna play some softball, bro. Alright,
1: say no more. Yeah. I, I just Yeah.
0: Isn't any baseball
1: leagues Like, like Not nah, bro Cause it's,
0: it's hard to find right So Joe My partner Joe was asking me that uh, Last week And I'm like Bro they, they do what's called Competitive softball leagues But yeah. I don't know what the rule Maybe it's an insurance thing I don't know but like I've never seen a baseball. I've never seen like yeah, like a small like overhand throw, yeah. throwing change ups and it's been like yeah. Now nah, there's people that are like guys that have played in maybe like some minor league ball or play some college ball and yeah. they're throwing a softball. Like there's knuckleballs I've seen. Yeah, and like <laughs> like them boys is cranking them balls. But like right. I ain't never seen a compa- like I I've just, never seen. I like,
1: honestly just think at a certain age. You ain't got the gas Like you used to have it So yeah, it's like they like You know what Let's just lob it up that too. And see what happens that too, Niggas bro, ain't out, Niggas you throw your arm out In two innings bro, at, at at 36 yeah, years old man. Without what? Brad, proper conditioning old, Exactly what talking, Man what
0: <laughs> Yeah so I've I, I played In like a competitive Softball league or two Yeah Like there it's definitely Like a step up In like aggressiveness and, and capability But I've never seen Like baseball pass You know collegiate Right Professional whatever Right like. right I don't even know if I want to do that at this age. At this point. true, yeah. true. I don't yeah. know if I'm in that shape to do it. Yeah, that. yeah. no nah, stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm good where I'm at. You know, I'm first. You know what I'm saying? I play center field and I okay. do my part. You, you got, got your know? Kenny Lofton going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah something right. like that. Yeah yeah, All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So cool. You moved to um Georgia, 2002. Yeah. Um, <clears> you went to school. Yeah. You went to Jackson State.
0: Jacksonville University. Jackson State is in Mississippi. There's there's Jackson State. That's a HBCU. There's Jacksonville State, that's in Alabama, and then there's Jacksonville University, that's in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Yeah.
1: And when did you come home from school?
0: I came home. Um, did you finish? I did finish. It oh, took, damn, it, took okay. me little, it took me a little took me a little bit longer than everybody else. Right. But I did finish. Okay. I was got. about
1: to give you a round of applause for being a high, uh, college dropout. Nah, man. I was. Nah, uh, just
0: nah bro. School was always the school was like an easy thing for me, dog. So it was never like, um, and I was never. Not interested in school enough because I I, I looked at school. So once I, I actually quit, ball, I didn't play my uh, red shirt senior year or my red shirt uh, junior year, I believe. I get my numbers mixed up. But um, but I was always one of them guys that, like, I wanted money in my pocket. Like, I never felt comfortable <laughs> not having some sort of, like, able to, a, a way to, like, do what I wanted to do. because right. I, I'm not asking my mom or no daddy for no money. Or, right. Another man, you know, that's just not who I was. So I always had a job at like, I was working at Hat Shack or I was working at okay. Pac or whatever, right? So school for me was like, all right, well, I know people over here. Oh, you DJ? Well, come get a discount over at Pac or come get right. a free hat so I can get in your party. Right, 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 right. right, right. Squadron. So yeah, so like, that's what school was for me. Like, I okay. was always finding a way to yeah. connect some dots. So I don't know if I did school right, but I was not like, I mean, you graduated, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I wasn't like I never held, um, <coughs> I never put a lot of value in my degree. Mm.
1: So, much. what did you, what did you, what was, what did you graduate with? I mean, I had mean, a uh, it, I had degree. business degree. Okay,
0: right, but like my mama got it. Like I didn't. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I graduated. Like, I, what does that mean? Right, you know? right, right. Like, the, the, so you knew that
1: you knew yeah, that because like some people, some people get it confused where they think, yeah, this degree <laughs> is really about to.
0: Nah, man, and so, so look, I I do believe school is necessary, right? Uh-huh. I, I should say I believe education is necessary. Exactly, there so, you go. so So, like, if you're going, there's a system where you have, you know, to be a lawyer, you have to go through these processes, and that's necessary, or, or a doctor in the medical field, but, man, like, business, bro, and mind you, like, I'm in college when, like, YouTube is becoming a thing, social media is becoming a thing, and you're kind of yeah. watching, like, the nature of the of business is, is changing, and those gatekeepers are falling down Mm -hmm. due to the nature of like just progression right so for me like i'm i'm in school listening to these people go through these textbook ideas of how they're telling you business works and i'm watching like man i'm throwing parties and like i'm putting flyers at the counter at uh hat shack and like business is working for me and I'm not wow. knocking on people's doors or right, a suitcase right. or. Right, so you so you threw parties in, in college? Yeah, so <clears throat> it started off as house parties. Like I, every year on my birthday, people would look forward to our house party. To this day, bro, if you ask somebody <laughs> that's still in Jacksonville around that time, they'll tell you our house parties was cracking. The right? legend of Chad, bro. It was not just me. It's like three of my partners. Like I always right. believed in collaboration. So it'd be me and my partners, right? So right. we thought We wouldn't charge nobody. We just have to like, come on through. And our biggest thing was, bro. We ain't gonna be no fights. Ain't gonna be no problem. <laughs> Women gonna be cool. The fellas gonna be cool. If it's a problem, leave. Right. Our parties will go to three, four in the morning. To the point, like police will come and be like, "Hey, man, y'all doing your thing, but like, chill out." Right, right, right. Just right, make right. sure, like, the neighbors, like, just keep them in the yard. I'm like, right, hey, cool. Like, we never had no problem. Wow. So I remember we had a house party, dog, where that's hard in college, bro. In a black college, bro. It was well, we, I ain't go to a black college, but we had a bunch of black people. Right. That's I'm what I'm putting, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 dog, like. There was a party one time. It's like four thirty in the morning. We like, bro, like, okay, y'all gotta go home. That that was us, right? So I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is cool. Like, I wonder if I can make some shake from this because I, you know, I was cool with what was, um, uh, you know, going to a job because you just want to put some money in your pocket. But right. I never imagined for myself. I, I, I hate to say like a businessman, but like I've always wanted to be the person that's kind of taking the lead on that front on like. You know making something shake, I have an idea, and we turn it into like an economic opportunity, or whatever the case was, right. not knowing that I was doing that in college, right? So it went from house parties that were free, at the time, I guess I was building an audience, I hate to use those words, right? For sure. And then we was translating that into a uh, small, you know, little whoever independent little club will give you an opportunity, you know, ten dollars to get in, fifteen, twenty to get in, whatever the case yeah. was. And that's what was. I wasn't getting rich off it, but. Shoot, it was a way to go buy some sneakers or, you know, go For to the sure. movies or whatever. That's what that's what your expenses, what pay your low car insurance, whatever the case was at For that sure. time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I say all that to say, like, I'm watching my professors tell me what business is and I'm like, but I'm doing this. I right. actually had a, a professor <laughs> there's a very specific professor that told me, like, man, what you need to do is become a professor. You're a smart kid and, and you turn that and you get a um after you have so much longevity in the school, I forgot a tenure or whatever it is at the school, and you make uh eighty thousand a year, and, 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 and then you and, set, And they pay for a car, and, I, and you'll never get fired. And I'm like, that sounds
1: terrible. Like, why would I? I don't know. <laughs> so at that moment, you knew you, you knew that was a terrible idea. For me, for me, right. for
0: somebody that's a good idea. For me, that was not. Right. Like right. I, I, I'm like, that sounds so boring. So. so
1: In college, what was your, like what did you see yourself doing? I wanted
0: to be in music because <clears throat> I believed in, so, so here's my first spark for this world, right? Uh-huh. Uh I had a partner that would be like, bro, you gotta watch the show. And I like barely watch TV. Like I'm like, okay, like, what's the show? Right. He's like it's Entourage. You got to watch Entourage. Um, oh, okay. And I'm so like, you want
1: to, you want to be? Yeah, uh, I'm
0: like, man, this is corny. I ain't watching no Entourage. Ari Gold. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I thought. Right. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm watching this show, and it wasn't even so much about Ari. I'm like, bro, people get paid like to live like I didn't even know you could live like this. You know, mm-hmm. you come from the south, dog. We come like my like uh, aunts and uncles that are working in factories and they're, in their in uh, their uh, principles, bro. Like you, you know good jobs, right? Right. You know, like, I didn't even know that people could create jobs, right? That wasn't... Yeah. People do real estate. That's what the job creator was, like a real estate contractor. From what I'm seeing, I'm not telling you what is out there, I'm just telling you what I saw. Right. And so, I'm watching Entourage and I'm like, bro, this this is based on a true story. Ain't no way, like, (laughs) like, there's no way people are living like this. But I'm, I'm like, bro, you falling in love with the story and the story is like, you know, five guys that came together that, that they had a brotherhood and they built something for themselves, et cetera, et cetera, and they burst right. off into love and money and whatever, whatever, right? Right. That was my first spark. So wow. I'm looking for internships, dog. And you're in Jacksonville, Florida. Ain't really in the, you. I tried to intern at the radio, but because I have I had uh, I had a, uh, I had a, a record uh, at the time, which was a small misdemeanor record oh, for okay. some silly stuff. Oh man, I couldn't. I know you was a thug. Chat. No, I'm not. I'm not far <laughs> from it. Just being silly, bro. I had a small little record, so. I couldn't, um, there's a filtering process that they go through, and part of it is like character, right? So that's a knock against your character, right? Right. And then um, I'd also had something else that happened when I was on probation. So what probation does, it was like a driving thing with the car, and yeah. it raises your insurance. So that it was like two knocks against me. So like yeah. the radio wanted to hire me for all intents and purposes, but budgeting-wise, who wants to bring in an intern that's going to cost you all these things because you have flags on record or whatever the case was. Right, right. So, what I tried to do was, I'm like, okay, well, I can't get into local radio, what else can I do? I saw a situation, an opportunity to, with a friend that I'm still friends with to this day. She was in, at the time, Atlantic Records had a program where if you didn't intern in like the New York or the LA's, you could intern, I forgot what they used to call it, but wherever you are in your city, it's like college program. So if there was a, back in the day, you push records, right? So Right. Like, Young Joe has this single that they're going to push, and they push it to the DJ's and the clubs and the bloggers. And then he comes to your city. Uh, I think we were considered like a secondary market at the time, or a TI or a Trey Songs, whoever that's yeah. on Atlantic Records. They come to that city, like you become responsible for managing that. Pro- they, so they have a regional sort of road manager, and then mm-hmm. you have that person that's in the city that sets up the bloggers, sets up the club appearances. Et cetera, et cetera. And that was you? So yeah, so my my homegirl got me an internship doing that. Why? To be able to put on my resume. So at the time, like I think Trey Songs was pushing ready. I think Dro was pushing a couple records, and I think Tip was put. Push- so every time they did a radio appearance, I was kind of there, kind of being, you know, like, you need some <laughs> coffee, you need some whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. available for you, right? Yeah, the runner. Yeah, I was. A run- that's essentially what it was yeah. to, to make it, you know, transparent. So right. that gave me the spark. So I'm like, man, okay, people do get paid to do cool stuff. I didn't know that. Because so right. I'm, I'm seeing the person who I'm still, her name is Kent Cannon, who still works for Atlantic Records, and I'm still very close with and have a good relationship. So I'm like, Okay, so people get paid to do cool stuff, but I then I had to learn that like, to get into the cool job, like it's very hard. Like there's gatekeepers and there's only so many cool jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So at the time you like, um, <clears throat> you kind of recognize, like okay, well maybe I got to create it for myself, and that's where leveraging more of doing the parties was. Oh. So okay. uh, initially, me thinking that I'm never, I'm not gonna leave Jacksonville, it was my idea for party promotions was man we should turn this into an agency where at the time you know they still had street teams back in the day bro right. So, like if you wanted to promote a business or promote a club we'll turn that into an agency that can create marketing opportunities for you that never really turned into anything and then eventually you just want to make some more money because now you're out of school so i went and got like a little nine-to-five job that i hated <laughs> it man when i i hate i can't even think of a better word like, it was the worst <laughs> It probably was the best thing ever for me at the time where I right. was and my ego and things I needed to learn as far as, um, you know, like the tool sets that you need for a business and speaking to people, et cetera, et cetera. But I had this yeah. nine to five job for about eight months, bro. I, I can't even believe that I actually had a job because your job was based on sales and volume in sales. And I right. mean, like, no sales. So <laughs> I think I was just so quiet and didn't bother nobody that they didn't even know I was still working for them for right. like eight months. So right, right. That'll had, work. Yeah. So I had a job for like eight months, man, in Jacksonville um, and then moved back to Atlanta.
1: Okay, yeah. cool. So, Move back to Atlanta. Um, at what point did you meet your
0: partner, Joe? Me and Joe went to school together. Oh, so so yeah, so so bro, the first time Joe played ball, Joe was a hooper, and so the first. Cause he really who? Joe's nice. Joe's still nice to this day. He's not as uh uh, uh his wind isn't as good as he was. Okay. But now nah, Joe's nice. All Joe's right. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so me and Joe met. He tells this story. I really don't remember, but we had a house party. What year is this? It had to be my sophomore year, man, because it was a weird thing at our school, like the football players didn't get along the best. I didn't understand, it was like some like the seniors, that was a weird thing the old people did. Me and Joe was like, hey bro, you cool, I'm cool with them, you know what I'm saying? Right. So he, uh, it, it, I think it was our sophomore, junior year, and Joe came to one of our house parties. And Joe's from Atlanta? No, Joe's from L.A. Yeah, so but his, I think his folks had moved to Atlanta, so okay, okay. And I think he chose Jacksonville over like two or three other schools. He wanted to get to the south, whatever the case was. Okay, Uh, so yeah, no, we we met in um met in college at a house party, and then obviously you know the relationship kind of starts right there. I go to the basketball games, we stay cool, whatever, and then he quit. I think I want to say he quit basketball around the same time I did. So Joe was a you know he he knew he wasn't creative from the get go, and you kind of saw it on. So he was in like the um. The media classes So he oh, okay He was a guy that was working on Like the news I think Joe won like an award For a documentary in college Or something like that Like that's Word He was already on that path Right and I was still trying to figure it out Right um, But I remember like we had um, <coughs> We go out Man he come he would come to He would hit me on the, Like man how much the club costs To get in You know like that was Oh word That was up like, He was like He was always been like If you black and doing something I'm supportive You know That's dope uh, And we played uh We had a little intramural, uh, intramural team We played on <laughs> We always lost in the championship game To this day we can't get over that uh, so yeah, we we met in college, bro. So Joe actually got back to Atlanta before I did, and at the time when I had the the nine to five job, I hated I hated. Joe was working at uh, Tyler Perry. He was going back and forth from Tyler Perry, whatever season he was on, to working for Steve Harvey because he had a show he was working on called. Um, it wasn't the radio show. I can't. Remember. It was called the Steve Harvey Project. I think that was like a.
1: And Joe was like just he. He he was like on the crew? Yeah, so he was oh, okay. PA. You
0: know, you when it's a PA you finding jobs left to right, and if this production manager or this producer gets on the show, he kinda brings his crew with him. So it's okay. kinda right back and forth and doing that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool.
1: So you meet you, you meet join college. Right. You come back to the A. Right. Um What was your first business venture? Was it comedy? Was it Comedy Hype or was it mm-hmm. something before that?
0: Nah, so so the story to the first business venture was me getting back to Atlanta was, I, again, I had this nine-to-five job I hated. It. and So now I'm looking, I'm like, how do I find the R Gold of Atlanta? I'm trying to figure out who that person is. Right, right. So that's when I started to learn about real marketing agencies. So there's your talent agency, which I was watching on, uh-huh. Entourage, and then there's what's called, there's like your, your marketing agency, and then they focus on, some people focus on like digital marketing, and some people focus on uh, event marketing, some people do at the time was called um, experiential marketing. Right. Um, So this is before, you see it everywhere now where Nike will do a pop-up shop or whatever. That was uh, not the thing almost, man, almost 10 years ago, eight years ago. So I I, I found a marketing agency that I wanted to get at. Um, It was actually a guy that used to work with my father at UPS. So my dad's worked at UPS for 30, 40 plus years and then retired. Mm. So he was like, look, I don't know this dude, you know, I ain't giving you no handouts. (laughs) But <laughs> here's a guy, if you can, here's, you know, go find him and get in touch with him. And if he likes you, then right. <laughs> you, you figure out how to get a that job. That sounded like somebody did. Yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> so I, I'm i pressing the dude. I, find, I went and created a LinkedIn page, created a Twitter page, should have find this dude. Bro. Right, so that's more like, than most people would do. Bro, I'm finding his email address, all that, like, bro, can we just get on the phone? And he's like, all right, you know, I'll give you a chance, young black man. And we get on the phone. I'm like, nah, I want to do what you do. He was like, do you even understand what I do? Uh, Nah, but I know it's cool, man. Like, I got to do it. I'll do anything. He was like, Man, go figure out what I do, and then let's have a real conversation where you sound like you're educated. And I was like, All right. So, bro, I'm looking up experiential marketing. I'm looking at boutique marketing agencies. I'm looking up non traditional marketing, traditional marketing. I'm looking up digital ads, all this. I'm like, Really? He's, and it was a blessing. So, we get back on the phone. He was like, So now that you understand what I do, I need you to write a report on what I do. And I'm like, Dang. All right, bro. Like, <laughs> so mind you like, bro, I'm at this nine to five job doing all this, bro. And I'm like, staying up late. I'm not going out. And I ain't kicking it. Whatever little chick I was dating at the time, like, I ain't got no time for you. I got to get out of here. I got to go back to Atlanta, bro. I right. got to do something cool. Right, right. This dead end ain't it. Right. So we get back on the phone. I passed that test. And he's like, all right, I got a project I want you to work on. And if you can do this project, essentially do some free work for me then I may find a spot for you. So, bro, I'm working night and day on this project. I can't remember what it was called, man. It was like some outreach program they were trying to do with, like, these black colleges and access. I can't remember. I did this project for him, man, and finally I passed the test. He was like, all right, I, th- I think I'm going to find a space for you. So I'm like, all right, I'm out. Like, or, nigga, I just got fired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just got fired, bro. I'm
1: coming home, man. What's right. up? So, so, So this is this is in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, the job. this is leaving Jacksonville Coming, coming to, to Atlanta, to Atlanta. Yeah, okay. yeah, bro, I had a 97 Honda Accord Packed <laughs> it up Packed all my stuff in my Accord And I drove back home This is before he said Like, you officially have a job He was like, I think I got something for you So I'm going right. off of hoping to win Right You know, that this is going but, to be So you
1: moved, you moved home You moved to Atlanta <laughs> with who? I moved in with my parents was, Right, was your, yeah, your, yeah, your parents was here Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, from, yeah. I moved from, them. From, from New Orleans? Yeah, from, okay.
0: well, from high school So you remember we moved Right, right, school? right, yeah. okay, cool, cool so Boom, so you moved back home Move back home um, And yeah bro So so I'm probably Was home for like Two, three months And I'm
1: like Nah he's, That's it? Yeah No, no, no oh, I'm saying oh, like before, before I had okay. a job Oh, okay
0: And she Oh yeah, my mom like, <laughs> I don't think you got no job I'm like no, I got a job He said I got a job So, so bro, so fine I'm pressing dude Like every week bro Like I'm on him bro Like he's I know I'm getting on his nerve. Right So finally he was like Alright, I got you a little I got an assistant Essentially assist, an assistant job Right So like I remember the first day On the job bro Like Wearing my best slacks my best button up and like i walk in and i see like this black ceo this black chief marketing it's like all black i'm like yo i've never even had a black boss before bro like black manager like this is and he's on the phone and like leading calls and telling people what we gonna do and you know like running an operation you know wow and that it was like i didn't even i didn't even know you could do this like i didn't Right. I've never seen it before, bro. Right, right. My job was to take notes, bro. That's it. Like, go get coffee, go get whatever lunch run, like that. Go take out the trash, bro. And I was like, the code is at it, bro. Like, I'm gonna take these notes, bro. And I had to learn how to. All right, form
1: cool. It. So, 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 for everybody out there listening, because I want to, you know, want to give context to this conversation. Do you mind disclosing what they was paying you?
0: Oh yeah, bro. I was, I was a, legally, I was a contractor. I wasn't even like a full time employee. I okay. was a contractor, and here's the sad part. I didn't even get a chance to. I was so desperate for that job. I didn't get a chance to. uh, There was no offer and there was no counter offer. (laughs) It was you start today. Oh, by the way, you making? I'm gonna say 15 an hour because I don't want to lie and say I was making 17 an hour. I just can't remember. It wasn't much. Right now, 15 an hour
1: ain't bad. 15. It was 2013. 13.
0: 13? Yeah. 12 ish. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I'm like, look, man. For me. My mentality was always this, like, I live at home, so I ain't got no rent. I still exactly. got, I'm paying for school, paying for car, paying for phone, but I'm not, this is what I want. This is, this, the value of this is much bigger than whatever lifestyle that I, for sure. I don't even, you don't even know how to live a lifestyle at 24, at like sure. 23. You just like, bro, I want this, this, I'm gonna eat, sleep and drink this, right? right? So I, I want to say this is what I made, bro, I right. it couldn't have been no more than that, Right. So you are working nine to five. I think it was ten to six. So you getting your forty hours or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And so so and then I remember my first out of time, my first business trip. We had we were doing uh, a marketing campaign for NBC, and um, uh the the shows they were rolling out at the time was one I think it was called Sing Off. The Sing Off was a uh, game show they had, and they had a competition show they had, and they had um, the Playboy Club and something else. I can't remember some scripted shows they were rolling out yeah and so uh, the company was doing what they called experimental marketing where you had uh, I think they had like content based around like Kenny Burns was creating like this lifestyle playboy club experience everywhere we went so from New York to New Orleans to um, LA or whatever there were big black events because this was uh, like a minority agency that you know did targeted marketing to minority um, consumers right so my first event was in was going back home to New Orleans. We did the Essence Fest, bro. My job was for real, like carrying boxes, setting up event space, setting up booths. Um, I remember I had to be, like pick Kenny up from the airport. Like that was I was driving. I was Natori uh, Norton w- was starring in the Playboy Club. I was like driving her around because we were too cheap to go hire a professional <laughs> driver. Like or maybe the budget wasn't there. I was a professional driver. It was like ten and two. Right, tra- tra- if you ever been in New Orleans, like you know, the traffic there is crazy on the weekend, and then you got to add Essence Fest traffic where you got half a million to a million people, right? And like, wow, you know, and yeah. that was my job driving this big SUV, which I probably wasn't on the insurance, right? Uh, of course not, and you know, <laughs> they're trusting that I don't say nothing crazy in front of them, ask for no pictures, you know, right? That stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, that was my job, bro. I was I was, I was, was a runner, but nothing else. To, I was like the runner part two. You know, like right. I, I was an elevated runner. Glorified there. runner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you 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 get here, you working with them. Um, at what point do you and Joe meet back up?
0: So <clears throat> me and Joe are cool at this point, because what's funny is when he was working at Steve Harvey, I would always listen to the morning show and be like, bro, if there's ever an opening. And Joe would be like, well, bro, what do you do? Like, <laughs> help me help you. But I'm like, I, I just want to get out of here, bro. And that's not- right. Like, Old being older now, that's not the right thing to say, but right. you know, you just don't know no better, bro. So I finally get on at Liquid Soul and Joe me and Joe were cool. Like we kicking it, we going out doing our things, like living as young twenty-three year olds, twenty-four year olds. Right. But, but Joe used to hit me all the time. So my thing was, man, I'm gonna be a business owner at thirty. I'm gonna have my money right. I'm gonna have an operation, I'm gonna have X amount of dollar saved. And once I turn thirty, I'm gonna be a business owner. Joe would hit me all the time and be like, you know, Joe's in the production world. I'm in the marketing world. He would say, "Bro, like, w- we can do this," and I'm like, "Nah, man, we don't have enough experience." He's like, "Bro, I'm sitting in on the same means you're sitting in on, um, bro. Like, these people ain't smarter than us. We can do this," and I'm like, "Nah, man because 'cause you're intimidated. You know, you're hearing NBC calls, you're seeing, you know, three, four, five million dollar budgets. Right. You're hearing the conversation, thinking like the people ahead of you are so much more smarter than you, right? And it's right. Right, you're so I'm gonna say so much more smarter than For you, sure. right? And you're like, because he's in this position, he's smarter than me, right? By nature of position, this right. you're a manager, so that means you're smarter than me, or you're a director, that means you're smarter than me, or your 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 contact list is deeper than mine, <laughs> that means you're smarter than me. That's right. how I thought, I, didn't, right. I, didn't, I, didn't, I just don't know, right? But Joe be like, nah, bro, like I'm telling you, right? So, fast forward, Joe, now this is Joe pressing me like at 25, 24, like, bro, I'm telling you because as I'm as I'm working there, like, you know, you, you go from runner or an assistant to you turn into a a coordinator and your coordinator goes into management. And next thing you know, like you're like, man, I'm managing projects too. Like I'm managing budgets too. I got access to, to a degree at my level. Right. And they're entrusting me to, uh, execute on some stuff that they were not trusting me to do a year ago. So you're not even recognizing that you're growing, um, just by the nature of, uh, progress. Mm -hmm. So there was a time, uh, um, uh, so I get this idea, like, man, I need to make more money. It just hits me one day, right? Yeah. So I'm on Google, like I'm on LinkedIn, trying to figure out. And I hate all these pages, but I'm trying to figure out, like, how much is a um, marketing coordinator supposed to make? <laughs> right. I'm trying to do the yearly and the weekly, and the, you know, right. weekly. Right. We're trying to budget. Right. So <clears throat> I go to my boss at the time and I say, hey man, can I take you to lunch? I'm thinking I'm doing it the right way, the professional way, as a man, right? Right. Uh, hey man, I, I figure out, I go ask his assistant, what's his favorite restaurant, where's his favorite place to go to lunch, Etc, et, et cetera, I save up my little money. I take him to lunch, right? And we go to lunch, and I'm on some like, yo man, I respect you, I think you are an amazing person, you built an amazing business, and I, 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 wanna, I, I want to be able to do what you're doing eventually when my time comes. But for right now, like I need more money, and this is why I do XYZ. This is my job title. These are my roles. These are the things I've done well. These are the spaces and places I can grow in. And I'm not asking for what the industry standard is. I'm asking for them this much understanding that this is a small business and that you, you know, are growing. Meet me halfway. And he's like, who who gassed you up to do this? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. And he's like, no, no, like did you did you run this by anybody? Like, did you talk to your uh, your do your director or your manager I'm like why would I do that And he was like there's a you know there's a there's an order uh, 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 like a, a communication order or whatever they call it or whatever chain of command right right and I'm like I, but they don't sign my check like why would I why would I trust somebody else to negotiate on my behalf And he was like blown away And he's like uh, you didn't talk to nobody I'm like no nah, I I you, your name is on my check Right, so why right. would I talk to somebody else about you making decisions? Like I want to go directly to the decision maker. And he was like, I, "I I don't know if you thought this through, and I don't know where this came from. I'll never forget this day." I said, "Yo, yo, yo, boss. I'm not gonna say his name. I have all the respect in the world for you, but like the only difference between me and you is you was born before me." And he was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, man! but look, I'm saying it thinking he's gonna be like encouraged by that, like. Oh man, this young man, like he, he on to
1: something. Like he, he gonna be alright, you know. Like I'm thinking, right. He would be. You, 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 you hadn't read the 48 Laws of Power at that bro, point. Bro,
0: I was, man, I was, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was just young and ambitious, bro. I, I, and I didn't mean no harm, but it wasn't to, it wasn't a disrespect. For right, me. of course. My intent was not disrespect. It was my intent to be like, bro, I'm just like you. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a young version of you. Right. And he heard that, and he was like, all right, let's uh, the word they use is let's table this conversation. And then you know, check in with me in two weeks, and I'm like, all right. The funny thing is, the bill comes to pay for the bill, and my card declines, and I'm like, no. I, Whoa! I'm like, I like, bro. I told you, I need a no raise, bro. <laughs> I ain't making no money, bro. So look, so so so, oh, so, so so so, bro. Two weeks later, dog. It had to be two, three weeks later. I get fired, <laughs> right? So my manager comes to me, and she's like, "You asked your boss for?" Her. I'm like, "Yes." Like, I don't understand. The issue right you supposed to come through me and I'm like why would I do that like you don't sign you don't even control the money like you don't right and I'm thinking I'm I'm in all my ignorance I'm thinking I'm saying the right thing but I'm understanding now there's a certain code of conduct and you you got to know who you are speaking to you got what they say read the room etc. I don't I'm just young and ambitious bro just trying to get it I'm trying to get mine <laughs> right you know right right and he like she like nah that ain't it and, wow, and, and, you know you 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 got an attitude problem. You got you know they start finding reasons to get rid of you. And I'm like, all right. And that's when I really understood like how people are weighted in a company. Like you know, her word weighs way, way, way more than it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. Just understanding, you know, the company that you in and reading the room and et cetera, et cetera. So right, yeah. Two I think two weeks later, buddy let me go, and that was like devastating, dog, because I was. I was giving my oh, I'm like man, it's a black company, bro. This I'm locked in. They'll never do me dirty, blah, blah, blah. You know, what right, man? right. But looking back now, I'm like man, I you had to let me go. Right? I was tripping. You was out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> I was, and it wasn't even that I was so much wrong, bro. It's just like I was. It wasn't even just that. Like I was the guy that was in a meeting. I remember we had a meeting one time, and they was pitching some idea, and I was, I say this out loud on a conference call, and there's clients on the line. I'm like man, I don't get tired of the same old ideas, and I'm like. <laughs> Just not understanding, bro. Like, I was ignorant. Like, I'm looking back now, like, I was really tripping, dog. Like, they should have, they let, they had more leniency for me than they probably should have. And I think they understood I was young trying to figure it out. And I still have good relationships with all of them to this day. And I've since apologized, obviously. But yeah, bro. So, 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 the question was, how did me and Joe hook up? So, from there, I'm at home, bro. I'm on the couch, bro. I'm like, looking for a job. And that's what. I'm like, man, I don't think we are gonna have to wait till thirty, bro. Like, I got nothing else to do. Like, let's let's start something right now. He was like, all right, what you wanna do? I say, well, I know we've been like, you know, while I was working at the company, <clears throat> um, the the camera operator, kind of um, editor, content person um, at the time was an intern, so he was only there for you know those three months out of the summer. So prior to him leaving is when I first picked up a camera. I, my first actual camera picking up was a Canon, I don't know if they still make these, a T3i Rebel. Oh yeah, I think they still make them. They still make them? Okay. I think so. <laughs> so I couldn't even afford to buy one. My partner had one, because he had a sports league. He would just take photos and put them on Facebook. He let me use his. The autofocus was broken, so I had to learn, wow, man. man. I had to learn Aperture. I had to learn all that, bro, like on my own, on the go. So to to keep me with a job, when he left, I replace his job. So I was I became the content person. Okay, for who? For the company that I was still at. at oh, okay. Time. So yeah. they fired you from that job. Yeah. push put you back in the No 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 I'm I'm saying me understanding video and what content the way that oh, the way okay. that Okay, so
1: why you was there. Yeah, I understood okay. the way that
0: content so what they would do is they would go shoot an event, do this recap video and the client would look for it, they post it online and make it look real cool and get, you know, the awareness up and excitement for it. Right. So at the time not understanding like this is content Right, and this is how content becomes shareable and it creates excitement. Right. That's when I was like, all right, Joe, well, I'm understanding that people are doing this video thing. I mean, you shoot video, I shoot it decent enough. Maybe there's a space for us there. So, what right. I would tell Joe was, bro, I can go back to the company that fired me. They still need that person because I'm not there. So, whatever they're paying, they have to outsource that work now. We can be the people they outsource. And he was like, you want to go? Yeah, bro, I ain't tripping. Like, I'm going to go back to them like a man. Like, I'm already fired. I'm like, right, right. What e- you got to lose? Yeah, ego, uh, this threw the flow at this. I have no ego. Right, <laughs> right. And right. I, you know, bro, I was on the couch. I was I was at my mama's house for, bro, eight months, dog. Like, trying, like. Word. You ever been down when you like, bro, you going to the to the um temp? I'm going to the temp, dog. I'm trying to find anything because you just yeah. want, as a man, you just want some money in your pocket, dog. Like, you for want sure. to be able to provide for yourself. You don't want to depend on nobody. So, I had a positive. So, less than 10 years ago,
1: you was at a temp agency?
0: Yeah, bro. I remember going in and it was like, look, I know you got a degree, but like you overqualified for this job. And I'm like, I, I, look at me. I, <laughs> I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. He, like, you don't, you don't understand. Cool. And it's cool. Like, bro, you know, it, it's a blessing. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't want nobody to think that, like, I don't, I was a, I was afforded the opportunity to be able to stay and live with my mama and I appreciate my parents and i love them for that and i appreciate it and that's a blessing to be able to have that to fall back on but like bro, if you built to get it for yourself it don't matter how much fall back you got you want yours bro like you right. want it for yourself right so like i was not comfortable not having no source of income or revenue or nothing bro it was it was the worst feeling ever dog. just as a creative as an entrepreneur as somebody that sees what your future can be and has already created a, a future for yourself that was that was rough i was trying to get jobs at turner i was trying to get on that coke i was trying to get on everywhere bro and them big companies weren't having it so eventually it was like hey bro let's just let's create this right i mean there's nothing else to do for me right let's create it right so we had my t3i and we had joe's canon 60d and we started a company called um, a toy 87. Oh, okay so that company focused on content. Um, I, I hate the word branding, but we'll, we'll call it branding. So, like, I learned how to, you know, build like basic web pages for people through Squarespace or WordPress and whatever the case was. So yeah. If you was a company that needed that or a personality and needed something like, we can go create content for you. We can go create a web space for you, whatever the case was. So yeah, that's that was our first our first collaboration together. Yeah.
1: Okay. And this is 2013. <laughs> Roughly 2013,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely 2013 ish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um.
1: And Joe, so y'all create that company as a side company, or y'all
0: just quit you So, or did, did Joe come over there with you to your to your? No, it was so it was it was full time. Me I had nothing else. Joe was still working at this time. He was full time working for Steve's radio show, the right. Steve Harvey Radio Network. Okay. And he had his own, you know, 9 to 5 duties within that. Or I really was 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. duties. But he's still 40-hour work week duties within that. Right.
1: Um, and and so from that, at what point did y'all step into the 100%
0: uh, oh, with man. Steve? Okay, so. Was <clears> that <throat> shortly after? Yeah, yeah. For timeline's sake, yes. So what we did was out... What I had to learn was, and we even had to learn our roles as partners. So like, we're both creatives. There was a time where we're like we both can shoot, and Joe better than me at it. But I mean, I can create serviceable content on my own and direct and edit and whatever the case was, right. Especially if you got the time to put the effort into it, right? Right. So it got to a point where I was like, "All right, bro, you be the uh, the video, and I'll be the ph- photography." Because the space we were in, I actually went back to the company that fired me, and I said, "Hey, man, well." There's this opportunity at Essence. I know Walmart's one of y'all's biggest clients. Let us take on, you know, whatever that project is. And there were still people that were working there. I was like, yo, hit me on the side. Let me know what the budget is. So if the budget's, you know, five thousand, I'll do it for four or forty-two hundred or whatever the case is. And I'll find my way down. I know I'm just making stuff up, right? Right. So I think the first budget, bro. I I know they undercut me, bro. We got paid twelve hundred dollars for our first. This is Essence Fest in Walmart. We got paid twelve hundred dollars. For uh, the content we created. I think Will Packer was promoting some movie down there. So we shot this whole panel for Walmart. Um, What? We had video. And I remember that was like my first real photography thing. And like, bro, when I tell you, like, I probably shot like 800 photos. You know, I wouldn't have to do that now, but I'm talking about 800. I'm like, bro, I'm going to find 20 good ones out of 800, right? Right, right. So that was our first gig, like us as entrepreneurs independent of our own. But simultaneously, while that's happening, Steve, in his own, as an entrepreneur, was um, launching a hair care line. He wanted to get into the hair industry. But what he did was he invested into one, and then he had a, um, a young lady that was basically the CEO of that company. So him, Steve, and his business partner were silent partners or uh, my, uh, majority stake owners into the company because they funded it, but she ran the company. right? So as he's growing, he's attempting to grow this business because it's just her by herself or maybe, like, another assistant. She needed help. So what Joe would do was, instead of going directly to Steve, Joe would get in her ear and say, hey, I have a friend that does marketing, and it's in the marketing world, he could probably help you. So I would come to her, which is part two, and then part three was Steve also had this content thing he was doing off of the radio. He would do this, I forgot, I think it was called Locate Your Love, which was like a dating segment because he had this app that he was promoting that was a dating app, and he needed to wrap content around it. I think you still find his videos on YouTube somewhere, (laughs) bro. So me and Joe would produce, I was doing that for free, but I would produce and Joe would direct it. And uh, I had to learn how to produce. So, I, so mind you, so we're doing, we're getting, we're picking up gigs with a 27. I'm trying to find my space, um, As at the time I just thought I was gonna be a consultant with the hair company, which I don't understand this world at all, but I understood marketing one-on-one. Right. And then there's a production aspect what Steve was doing in the content space with Location Love, so I had to learn to produce. So I really had to drop a lot of ego, and like Joe had to, and to his credit, he had a lot of patience. He had to walk me through, like, bro, you you understand how to produce, but you need to understand how to do this on a space where you can stand on your own. Like, you know what a run of show is, you know what a call sheet is, and you know what a uh, what a production checklist. I didn't know that stuff. You know, I'm coming from the marketing space, so he had, he had to teach me. Um, of course, I can't think of the word. He had to teach me um, uh, like a shot list, how to really put a shot list together. You know, all those. And then you know, learn editing on a post and pre production, all those sort of things, bro. Like, he had to teach. Like, I'm down to like, I'm on dictionary.com looking up these words, bro. Like, So I don't look like an idiot because he's put me on. I don't want to look silly right? when we're in front of, you know, certain people in the room and I can't even speak the language because I don't know what a box rental is. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, so all those things will happen simultaneously, yeah.
1: Word, word, yeah. word. Okay, so boom. That, you know, y'all, so that was y'all first introduction of working with Steve?
0: Yeah, so so Joe had been working, so Steve had another thing. So G, Steve had like eight ventures <laughs> going on at once, and I'm sure you know that, right? right? That weren't just television, right? Or right. film. So he had another thing he was doing called the Neighborhood Awards. And what, what he would do with the Neighborhood Awards was his, his full-on radio audience, mm-hmm. he would nominate um, people across the nation if he was a professor, if it was uh Barbecue, if it was hair salon, um, school of the year, and he just—it was like twelve awards that you could win, and people would nominate for the radio audience, and then he would fly these people and do an awards show in Vegas. So Joe was like a PA on or production manager, like I think a PA on that awards show. So Joe would tell me, bro, the way to get in is you get hired by the neighborhood awards because that's one yearly production. If you do well there, that's how you get their attention. You can come on full time. On the radio side. Okay. So uh, Joe introduced me to the production manager for the radio awards who liked me a lot. I already had, you know, been doing my thing with the Locate Your Love content piece. I was, you know, quiet and just getting the job done. And then with the hair company, I was doing well there. So eventually Steve's real partner at the time was Rashawn McDonald. He met me and I'm just walking through the hallway one day. He's like, man, who are you? And I was like, I'm Chad. He was like, do I pay you? I was like, kind of. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was like how do I pay you and I told him what I was doing with the hair company and he was like alright well, what do you do and I said well I'm, I'm in the marketing space and he was like well that's broad like what, is, what do you do like can you build a website and I'm like yeah and I had no idea how to really build a website and he oh, was like shit. Well, well can you do this yeah I can do that alright well I was, I'm working on this little website man you think you can help me with this and I'm like yeah so I'm on YouTube like the next night and Google <laughs> like trying to figure out how to uh, uh, HTML H- Flash. H- HTML coding <laughs> All that sort of stuff But I'm in Halfway in WordPress Halfway in Squarespace You know Since so right. I speak the language So That was my first introduction So fast forward To full time with Steve Now I'm full time With the radio Full time with The Neighborhood Awards To where Steve has his idea He's he come to the studio Sporadically You know Because he's traveling All over the time He'd see like Me around But you know I just stayed out the way So I'm not causing no trouble And then one day He's like Hey man Do, do I pay you and I was like, yeah. He was like, what do you do? I work for your business partner, Rashawn, you know, on the radio side. Oh, okay, cool. And he just kind of left it at that. He comes back in another day. <clears throat> and I think he was in a, a studio, and it was him and Rashawn. They're trying to figure out, you know, the, the world. Steve is one of the, the kind of last, I call him last of the Mohicans. He really doesn't need social media because he was on Family Feud. He was on the talk show. He was on the radio, and he was doing two or three other things. He had the movies out at the time. Think Like a Man. He had the books. So, like, his audience really don't care about social media because they're still tuning in on television and radio right right but his thing was like man i want to i want like i'm i I got a heart for the young people i want to get into the social media world and the person they had with them was a person that they had hired to do social media but she didn't really know social media she was just you know how it goes if you know hired (laughs) people close to you you know what i'm saying right so he saw that we were the youngest people there was like man i think if i remember properly he called joe and asked joe if he had any ideas not mind you joe had been working the youtube uh channel for the longest because that's what we put all our content that we created for him on there so these are ideas that joe's been sitting on forever me and him been sitting on forever so he asked him what he thought about youtube and joe was like yeah man we should start shooting the interviews you know but usher would come in on any random given day and and uh, we were watching what breakfast club was doing that's how they kind of climbed to the top they were just shooting all the interviews so Usher would come in on one day, and T.I. would come in on another day, and then Tyler Perry would come in on another day, and Tamar. Br- all these people that our audience pays attention to, like, why aren't we shooting this stuff? And right. He was like, yeah, that's, you got any other ideas? And he was like, yeah, man, we should follow you around and shoot you, man. Like, you, you super cool, man. You need to see the real Steve. Like, are not the stuff that goes on. There's another version of you that me and Chad get to see all the time. Yeah, that's another good idea. Like, what else should we do? Well, man, you're like, your, your Twitter account looks like a billboard. It needs to look, like, more conversational. That's why I keep young niggas around me. Hey man, can y'all come to my house tomorrow? He was like, Yeah, okay. Damn, uh, just like that. That's cool. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. He was like, Come to career tomorrow. And so me and Joe got our best H and M suits. <laughs> we put a um, Zara suits Joe probably had Zara. Not, I probably not, had not Steve Harvey suits. Nah, I had H and M suit. Joe had a Zara suit. And I, there's a picture out there somewhere. Steve, I got a. Joe got all this stuff. He documented us. So. Uh, uh-huh, man. So we put like our traditional presentation that we thought, you know, he would want to see. And like, he don't like that. So we got like the, you know, we printed out papers and diagrams. Because, I mean, at this point, we've been doing it so long, we can speak the language. Right. He was like, man, you know I ain't going to read all that. Like, tell me what you think I need. Like, t- like be honest with me, man. You know I don't like all that extra stuff that the, what you call it, tell me. And we was like, bro, like, honestly, we think if you had a .com that you own, because at the time, he didn't own his own domain, .com was owned by the radio station what yeah so he was like man you know I guess I could say this stuff now but you need to have your own com because that's territory that creates value that you can create your own original content on there and you could if it's a money thing for you you could partner that with a brand that's willing to buy into the real Steve Harvey not you know book Steve Harvey tell and I shouldn't say real but this very authentic version of you I should say right um, and then, like, man, with your Twitter, like, we're around you long enough. Your Instagram, we're around you long enough, and you trust us. We can provide those that intimate conversation. Like, we know how you speak. We know which words you use versus, you know, this tailored version that they create for you that's safe for social media. Like, we know how to toe the line. And then, you know, when you go on the road, just let us roll with you. So what he started doing was when he, he was doing speaking engagements at the time, too. So Joe would shoot the speaking engagements, and then like we were like, man, just let us put like a little small production around it, where it's two camera operators, and then, you know, you can get some on-the-go content that we can push out to all your channels. And then what we want to create is one voice for you, because like you have this fragmented. There's a Family Feud, because Steve Harvey content timeline at one point he was like, all right, Family Feuds on, so it's gonna be. Family So it feud.
1: seemed like y'all was you was you was doing something kind of like what Will Smith is doing now for him,
0: like that bro. All my life, dog. I texted when Will dropped that stuff. I texted Joe and I said, "Bro, we were begging Steve to do this six years ago." So that's exactly what y'all was trying to the do. The exact thing. Wow. But you have to buy. It. And to his credit, it's not to knock him. Like you, you, you know. I think Will is so free that he's his social is him wanting to remain creative. Like that keeps that engine going. Right. Steve was working so like the man really had eight jobs at one point. Like he's waking up at four thirty in the morning. He's working out, he's doing the radio, taking right. a break, taking business meetings, leaving business meetings, going to Family Feud, leaving, uh, shooting that all day, taking business meetings in between. But, but the whole thing
1: group. is, like, what y'all was offering him was him not to even have to think about that, right? Like,
0: yeah, but <clears throat> you, you're right. You're 100% right. The answer is yes, right? Keep in mind, though, Steve is 50-plus. True. I'm 25. Like, yeah. how much value do you really hold? Yeah. Not c- clearly like it wasn't a question of intelligence. It wasn't like you guys are not wrong or you're not smart. Right. But like that's more I, we had to translate that into this is not more work for you. This is us um almost taking what you have and being able to spread it further. It's going to actually do the work for you. Right. So while you sleep, this does a work for you cuz my mentality was um the it, you got to look at social and digital like it's not an immediate payoff. It's first base, second base, home run. Right. So if you have an authentic voice that raises not only your follower but your interaction, your engagement, that gives you more opportunity to tell people to go tune into something else versus buy this, sign up for this, log into this, watch this. Right. You turn people off by that, right? And then, um, you know, I, I know, like I have an intimate, like I'm, 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 I'm at your crib, right? I, I, I get to hear those inspirational conversations that are off the record. I get to hear, I, I get to see how you. Uh, have, have paid for some kids Scholarships Or paid bills For other people Like I know that side of you The rest of the world Knows right. Family Feud Steve Harvey Or they know Radio show Steve Harvey Or they made no stand up Steve Harvey Like you're, right. you're a real human being Like you are You really are that OG Like right. And you give good advice That's not scripted advice When you really are Being yourself You know Right So That's what it was for us To just create That human that we see We wanted to create that On social You know Word. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, the answer to that question is yes. Like that's our perfect world. That's like, cause at one point he was scared for people to see that he was on the jets and that he was, um, that he was you know driving a Maybach or, or he had some old school lack. But I'm like, bro, you work for this. Like it's not like you right. stole it from nobody. Like this, right? Here, Puff do it. People right. support that. Like you stand for something, bro. You like you really believe in your community. Like I know the real you. You know what I'm saying. So right. I think there was a disconnect, and then it, 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 you know, he's older too, so I get that. Where he comes from, that age of like Jordan, you know, had no comment on anything, and he, you know, there was a personality you had to have or, or uphold, regardless of there was a real you and there was this television version. But right, we were trying to explain it like the way the new world is going, man. Like you, he's actually like super. We wanted to create um, before Spotify was doing playlists. We wanted to create like a Steve Harvey playlist with Apple Music, where. Mm. um like bro You have so much old, like he, he plays like The old school player stuff That like You know your uncle played During the <laughs> cookout You know Not like the radio So like the real play. And not only that Like he actually knows Like Charlie Wilson Will pull up to him On any given day bro Wow And it's like That's that's cool dog Like Yeah And they're having conversations That Charlie Wilson Ain't gonna have with Ellen You know Right We wanted to capture all that Right But I understood He was like Yeah I don't want Yeah And I got it But yeah. like You know So yeah, that's what. So we did Mm. that full time with him, and and it got better. He got, he it wasn't that he wasn't comfortable around us. He wasn't comfortable like, and I understood that. Like you know, people are crazy, man. Like he comes from a different
1: environment, and I
0: understand that. So um, he got more comfortable over time, and um, and then you got to understand like they didn't understand the value of digital. So mind you, not that we're only having to have this translation internally where you got people that are thirty years older than you that you're trying to explain this to that never even. You know, they had pages at one point twenty years ago. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's that part, and then you got to explain to the corporate people, whereas, you know, television has its own digital team, Family Feud has its own digital team, um, any other uh, the talk show has its own digital team. You know, right. so you're right. I hate to use the word competing, but it's all these compartmentalized things, and I'm telling him, like, bro, this needs to be one voice in unison the more that people trust you online the more that you can have these conversations about sign up for this because you become a trustworthy sort of it's an authentic thing is a word right You know, right like, yeah and then we wanted to I hate I'm going on and on but I wanted to spin that into you can create for yourself bro like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to depend on Hollywood to say you got a job so like right a podcast is an idea we had we wanted to do a, um We wanted him to produce more content like let us be the producers we'll be that company that produces for you put your name on it like you get the final say on the editing side executive side um like you need to be introducing new talent now you become that godfather you become that uncle for real you know that introduces new talent and you're connected to that talent forever right or or um or there's a whole music space for him because he loves music so much you know right i think there's a space for him in the in the grooming like we when Bevel was first getting off the ground, like we had Bevel sending him products and we wanted him to get connected with Bevel because I thought that there was space for him and that and grooming and, you know, even for the mustache was a thing. Like, man, don't run away from that. Like, bro, don't nobody keep their mustache clean like you do. Right, Why right. Why don't you have products that, you know, can speak to that? So, yeah. But again, we 25 years old, dog. Like, what do we, what can you tell somebody that's up 150 million? <laughs> Nothing. Right? Yeah. And it's not a discredit to him. He worked hard for that. But like, I'm 25 years old making like, 30,000 a year, but like, what can I really tell you? No. And I'm holding cameras, like, right? and I'm on a computer. I ain't doing no hard work, right? you know? Right. I'm a nerd <laughs> to him, you know? Right, right, right. So, I mean, I understood that. I understood, like, who I was. I learned to understand, to read the room, right? So, I right. didn't, like, I wasn't abrasive. I just, you know, patient. Let's just step by step, we'll get there, you know right. what I'm saying? Right, so right. It's funny, a lot of stuff he's doing now stuff that we pitched. Yeah,
1: of course. That's how it always works. Yeah, and it's cool. Like
0: I I want him to win, dog. So I mean, he gave me a job, bro. So Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. So <clears throat> at what point did y'all stop working with Steve? So we stopped working with Steve, bro, I wanna say, um uh, around the time we met, I wanna say it was fifteen, sixteen sixteen, sixteen. So 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 at that very specific time we had all the trust in it. Like so we was we were his digital guys at that point. Like we were sitting in on the meetings with every big brand that he was connected to. So it could be the Army here. It could be Walmart there. It could be um, T-Mobile.
1: You have a favorite Steve Harvey moment? Or is it just too many to even think about?
0: I don't know if I have a favorite. Bro, I'm going to tell you my favorite. This got nothing to do with like him being... It was just like cool, bro. Like There was this time. He was in L.A. and he was shooting um, little Big Shots. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, our flights was going... Uh, we had... Uh, he had to get back home to Atlanta for some reason. He had to charter a flight, like a private jet, mm-hmm. right? And it's the day before, and he, this stuff he used to do last minute all the time. So it's the day before, and Joe and I was gonna get, you know, Delta fly back, whatever. And he's talking to his assistant at the time. I think they was going back and forth in text. And it, he basically was like, "Man, tell them they can get on a jet with me if they want to." And that was cool. That was like, "Oh man," It ain't got nothing to do with business, no work. Right, right, his right. His thing was like, "Bro, just leave me alone. I'm tired." So he sat in the front, and we sat in the back, bro. It was just like. It was just player, man. Just like yeah. the stuff that he did for me, man, that's the most important, bro. It wasn't even like no advice. He just allowed me and Joe in rooms that like our resume wouldn't allow us in. And we had access and heard conversations. The very first time I'm gonna say the coolest thing he's ever the very first time I missed the was just some like just it was a gangster to me, bro. Like we go to his crib and it's you know, he got the player pad in Atlanta. And we pull up to the crib and it's like, bro, it's gotta be 6 30 in the morning 6 a.m because you know the radio starts at 6 a.m bro like so again this is the first time we met him at his crib like in this very intimate so he got like a hoodie on and some shorts and he chilling you know some expensive hoodie whatever (laughs) and he's got this big uh desk and he's got his laptop and his radio setup is right there at the crib that's how busy he was he had to do the radio at the crib he didn't go to the studio that much wow so he takes a break from radio they had like commercials are running and like he likes sits back man and hits a cigar bro and just like got his little coffee in the front tea whatever he was drinking and like he was just asking us what our dreams were like we, like he didn't care he was like man what are y'all into like what do y'all really really want to do because i know y'all some hustlers, man i know y'all smart i know y'all got dreams what are those dreams and like we you know joe's like man i want to be a director and i'm like man i'm entrepreneur yeah i ain't just going through it and he's I mean, she's, he's heard this spiel clearly a million times in a row right For whatever reason he was investing in us and we thank god for that So, bro, like, I'll never forget, bro, he, like, he um, ashes his cigar, right? And the ash falls, and I'm looking down, and, like, there's a check that he, like, hasn't opened yet, right? And, like, his, his uh, it might have been his assistant at the time or business, or, like, I can't remember who this person, the role for this person was at the time. I want to say his assistant. His assistant is, like, yeah, man, uh, oh, shoot, we forgot about that check, grab that. He, like, coffee stains on the check. He's, like, man, open that check. And we're looking at him, like, he's, like, no, y'all can see it, it's all good. He had a check that he had, like, forgot to deposit for, like, $600,000, bro. Just sitting there. There were like, coffee stains and, like, c- what? cigar ass on. I'm like, yo. Like, I didn't even <laughs> know. It's like, bro, it's like 6.15 in the morning. He wow. just, like, forgot. He was, like, and he sees it. And he's like, oh, shoot. Hey, uh, open that check. How much is it for? And he looks at us. He's like, no, y'all cool, man. It's all good. $600,000, bro. Like, he forgot. And I'm just like, bro, I didn't even know. I had no idea. I didn't know you could make that in a year. I didn't know you had in a savings account, <laughs> right? I didn't know that that was like Word. available cash. And he just like forgot, you know, like he was in no hurry to. That to me, that was as I was a player to me, bro. Not even no, on I no was money. The ultimate, yeah, yeah. Not even on the money stuff. Just like I'm like, life is good, bro. Like I've reached this level of like, I have no. There's nothing. I there's no emergency I can't take care of. That's what right. that said right. to me. And I'm and still to have that attentiveness to like attentiveness to right. talk to us and he didn't do no, no ego stuff he was also like man y'all y'all going to get checks like that one day right right and i'm just like yeah that was cool
1: right okay cool yeah. so like not to get off topic mm-hmm. but okay so fast forward to your life now yeah where you know at that point money was probably an issue oh man what right yeah now you know 2020 Chad, money is not an issue right right right, right. okay um so in life, we think you know. If I if I ever get to Steve Harvey level, I never had no problems, man. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, that was that was a thought in right. your oh, head yeah, at one point, yeah, right? Sure, absolutely. Uh, bro, so,
0: hundred and fifty like
1: <laughs> right worries, right? Exactly. Like, well, it's nothing I ever have to worry about. Yeah. If I if I, if, if I can reach, not even Steve Harvey level, but just not have to worry about money.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah. it's. it's Problems still do exist, even when you don't have to worry about yeah, money. Yeah,
0: it's 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 you have more problems. Right, okay, and they're cool. not even simple. Right. Like the problems you had when you had no money were very simple problems. Exactly. Like, it was like I just can't afford this. Right, right. That's, that's, that's not a problem. It's just the way you solve that's go get some money. Like right, exactly. That's not
1: exactly. Okay, cool. I just I just wanted to you know yeah, just, no, it's a real thing. Yeah, okay, cool. It's a very real thing. Okay, cool. So let's get back on track. Okay. Um. Boom. Y'all stop working with Steve. Yeah. Um. Is this because I want to? I want to kind of fast forward past comedy hype and get sure, straight sure. into um, eighty five South for sure. Um, so let's talk about the very first conversation of eighty five. Like like like. Oh man, what was that you,
0: like? I'm gonna tell you. It was it was simple. When Joe and I was still at Steve, we'd be in the office, and me and Joe used to argue all the time. Like, <laughs> but it's not. It's like Larry David arguing. It's right. Like, Tuesday should not be Tuesday it should be Thursday like arguing over stuff like that right like, right. And like having passionate like if people are watching this like they think if we about to kill each other I'm like no this is what we do like in the morning at night or whatever right so they would tell us like man y'all need to have y'all on a radio show and I'm like nah I don't I have no desire to be that person because they just thought it was funny y'all need to do something where people are watching y'all like nah like, we're not that funny <laughs> like I know somebody that's really funny I'm like Joe you got to be my partner Carlos Miller and I've known Carlos since 18 years old. Like I knew Los when I was in high school in Georgia. He moved, he moved to Georgia my senior year, um, going to college. So I had like a little summer job before I reported to camp for for football. Yeah. And my summer job because I wanted to work close to my girlfriend was working. I don't even know if they do kiosks anymore, but it was a kiosk in the middle of the mall. Yeah. Selling cell phone plans to anybody that would you know, okay pay attention. Los and Clay niggas were selling at the same kiosk as I was. So, like, we went through training together and worked together, right? And what? That's, that's how I met, met Lo. So, fast forward throughout this whole time, Lo is, while I'm, you know, growing in my career, Lo is growing in his career as well. So, he, he was staying in touch with me through college. Every time I come home, we kick it. I come to a show for free because that was my only little thing I can afford. Right. And we just always stayed in touch. If there was a, a play to be made when I was working at the marketing agency, I would try to put him on to it or connect some dots. But he was, you know, hustling the way he hustles too. So, when I was working at Steve, I was like, Joe, like you need to be my partner, Carlos Miller. At the time, Los, and like when I tell people like my partner Los, I don't think like they I'm like, no, this like this is my man for real. Like I really known him since 18. You know how people be like, oh you yeah, they yeah, think yeah. you do some Hollywood stuff. And like that, right. that's weird to me, so I don't do that. I'm like, this is my man, this is my man, I'm gonna tell you. Right. So at the time he was I don't even know if they still do it, but they was hosting this thing called Cat's Cafe on a Tuesday night. And it was like your old school, like, this is my comedy room and I'm hosting the night and you know at any given night Chris Rock may pull up or Chris Tucker or um, uh, Lil Rel or whoever would pull up cause that's where you go to get your comedy you, you know kinda game up you know Right. Los was hosting that and he was killing it like if I had nothing to do and I wanted to go on a little date I'd take a chick Tuesday and you know, I'd feel like the man for you know hour and a half right? right so Joe came with me and like the first time he was like crying like bro this dude is I've never seen anything like this in my, like he is. Anybody seen Los do comedy or stand up, like he just, he's, God gave him that gift, bro. He was here to do this. Right. right? So I'm like, yo, this is my man. So Los is on some like, man, I want to create content. And what model was this y'all was working at? When we oh we was Kennesaw uh, uh, Town Center Mall in Kennesaw, oh, okay. Georgia. This okay. is at 18. Now this is fast forwarding to right, 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 right. No, yeah. Of so we was in Kennesaw, Georgia, right? So it was a culture shock for him too, cause he from you know Mississippi. You know, yeah, boy. yeah. Dirt, you just seeing it's different, bro, in Kennesaw, bro. Like oh, anybody, trust me, I know. You know what I'm saying? So Town Center, yeah. Right. So so fast forward, I introduced Joe to Los, and Los already was on some like, yeah, man, I got a bunch of ideas, and I don't want to wait on Hollywood again, we're not understanding that content is the new wave. We're just like, let's just shoot some stuff. Yeah. So I think there's stuff still online. You can find it, dog. We would, we was, at, at the time too, we had partnered with this, not to harp on it, but we had partnered with this company called ComedyHype.com and they were like, just imagine like a complex for comedy, black comedy. Yeah. We wanted to partner with them on like, we'll handle the operations production, you handle the creative and we'll build our version of complex with ComedyHype. Right. And we are going to build content around Los to kind of take the lead on that and you know that didn't work out so we just kept creating content with Los. so uh Los is like well two, two, two things would happen simultaneously Joe and I were pitching a radio show that Steve would executive produce like a Saturday morning barbershop show that Los could host uh, with my man DJ Mars and another um, um, a person we were working with um as like the woman co-host Mm-hmm. and we I think we still got a reel out there somewhere I don't know bro we had put our air check together and we had pitched this air check to everybody bro like every local radio station they wouldn't we was dropping Steve's name and everything Like they just would not happening <laughs> so Los was like bro let's do online radio and I didn't really know what online radio was And so then one day Los was like let's do a podcast and I didn't know what a podcast was and we was like well let's get a co-host so Joe while that was happening again while we still working for Steve Joe you know we had access to Steve's accounts and so he reaches out to D.C. This is D.C. before. He's doing like Ratchet People Meet at this time. And oh, right, right, Yeah, right. yeah. he's like <laughs> online roasting people, bro. Like Not the D.C. you see now, right? Right. So Joe reaches out to him on behalf of Steve's thing just to be like, yo, man, we're going to pitch. We got this idea. Ain't really no money in it because we don't really know how to make no money off of it yet, but it's an idea because what we understood, the one genius that Steve would always like he would pull us aside and tell us this. is like he understood platform much bigger than he, he believed in platform over personality. So his platform was his radio show. And through his radio shows, where he told people to tune in to Family Feud and tune into the talk show, and he ran his commercials for his hair company. And uh, where he, you know, he was a number one bestseller with the New York Times. And because his audience of seven million people listen, listen, and if you get 1% of them people to buy your book, you're going to be a number one bestseller. Right. His book, his movie went number one twice that he executive produced from the book. So he used, he leveraged his platform, he understood his audience and he never left that audience. He kept doubling down and serving his audience mm. through books, through uh, television, through film. And I think he was trying to get into food at one time like as an entrepreneur, you know, so right. we understood platform is, is what I'm trying to say. Right. So what we'll, I pitched to, to DC was, hey man, like, Hey, bro, we watched Steve do it with the radio. Radio is kind of like a, I don't want to say a dying medium, but it's a fragmented medium. Like, there's never going to be, like, a 7 million listenership. Like, Breakfast Club, I think, is the last ones that's going to have that sort of holding power. After that, I don't really see people being, like, a big radio space like that, right, where you have your Tom Jordan or your Steve Harvey. So he was like, bro, with this podcast thing, and there's no filter on it, I think we can create our own platform. And he was like, man, let's work. Like, let's do it. So we just, you know, we kicked it, we kicking it with Fly, building a relationship. Los had been known forever and we just, we was actually shooting it out of Steve's. So Los and, Los and Fly didn't, didn't even know each other? Well, they they knew each other from doing Wild Out. Right? Oh, okay. But so this was like Fly's first season of Wild Out and Los has been doing like maybe two or three seasons, you know? Right. So it wasn't the relationship, it was a good relationship and you, I mean, it doesn't take long meeting them. Like they're two peas in a pod. It wasn't hard. Right. But what's funny is there's a video out there somewhere. They was asking DC like, "Who's your favorite comedian?" He was like, "Man, Carlos Miller, bro." Like before before, before they ever met, which is crazy, right? Wow. So like, it was ordained, <laughs> bro. I don't, you know, I don't want to make it deep, but like, it nah, was it, it was, is yeah, it the is. The connection was easy. Like me and Joe already had a, we've been through hell and back together already. You know, as friends, right? Just you know, the ups and downs, the struggle of life. I've known Lowe since 18, it's been my, Lo's is for real like a big, like he was checking up on me when I was in school, you know, like I, on some big brother stuff for real, you know? Right. I remember him calling me and being like, yo man, I think I'm gonna do comedy. I'm like, bro, you been, like, everything he does now, he was doing that, we was selling <laughs> cell phones, but like To get sales? Bro, he was, it, there's no, nothing has changed. He's the same exact, he just don't have hair, you know? That's <laughs> it though, his beard is longer. When I came home from another, for another summer, he got me another summer job working at a sporting goods store like and he's wow. like that's my partner so like he's the exact same person dog. so for us it was like all right y'all are talent and we don't want to step on talent like let's create this partnership like we're going to create a company that produces this podcast and that's going to be our first initial offering and then we'll create more companies under that platform but this podcast is what's going to lift us to be able to do we're going to eventually do merchandise. We'll do live shows. Uh, we'll produce our own stuff. And so just, that
1: was always in the plan? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't...
0: Uh, just ain't just buy, like No. Nah, to, to, to to Flies and losses credit, man, what I love most about them is that they are talent, but they understand business. And if they don't, they're going to keep asking questions until they do. Right. But the mentality has always been to own our own and to invest in ourselves. Because you think, you know, we was... I remember there were times we'd sneak upstairs to Steve's office uh, on the second floor Joe was in there shooting audition reels for Fly. Like, you know, you just get, I, and they still do that stuff. But for us, we wanted to be able to control something, bro. And right. we understood that radio, but the transition was to podcasting, And that was going to be, uh, To I tell people this, like my elevator pitch is like, yo, the podcast is our Trojan horse to get into everything else we want to do. Right. You know.
1: Okay, cool. So episode <clears throat> one. 85, 85
0: South Show. Man. Talk about that. I'll never forget it, bro. It was... It was... Ah, uh, man. I think it was a Sunday, bro. And we were in Steve Harvey's studio. <laughs> Did and, Steve know? Yeah. He, he, so, here's the thing. Like, he was cool. He, his thing was... Bro, he had million-dollar studios, bro. Like, that was built for him that he never had the time to be in. And I think a part of him that appreciated us and respected us, we was like... It wasn't... Like, a lot of people... And I'm sure you see this all the time If they work for a celebrity or person of influence They hang their hat on that And we was cool with that But we wanted our own bro So we have all these resources in front of us How, how can you not leave this to Co-create something Like you, We understood that We get to work for somebody that's black Somebody that gets to control his own destiny That has vertically integrated Has taught us so much game We'd be a fool To just be getting this paycheck and going home Right, you know, like this is a we getting paid to intern, to go create a home, bro. So he had green screens, he had studio spec, bro. We was using all that equipment, bro. Like when we was doing our other gigs on the side, bro, we was taking them cameras and shooting all kind of man. We was putting them sixty Ds down, we was shooting. Oh the, man, yeah, yeah. Man, what t- he still laugh about it? T- One time, so it would be the people under him that were um, anal. Yeah, they were anal, and they were. uh you know, gatekeeping a little bit more. He was like, Man, I'm young. Go get it, man. Y'all creative. Go do y'all thing. Just, you know, don't cost me no money. Don't get me in trouble. Right. Wow. And he would pull us aside. Like, I remember one time we was in LA shooting. He pulled us aside and was like, Yo, all the extra money you're making with me, man, don't go be out there trying to live no certain type of lifestyle. Buy your own equipment because there's going to be a day y'all don't work for me. And it wasn't on some like, you getting fired tomorrow. It's like, Bro, y'all going to outgrow me. Like, I see it in y'all. Y'all are bosses, y'all are entrepreneurs, y'all are leaders. Like go create everything that you can right now while you're under my umbrella. Go own everything you can under under this umbrella where you don't have to really be tripping on no money. Cause I'm bro, we was getting paid through the radio station, getting paid through neighborhood awards. Every time we shot something for um in uh the talk show, the talk show was paying us. Right. You know, so we was picking up checks left and right. So he was like, man, invest in yourself. And, and don't waste your time chasing something that there's no return on that investment right so that's what we did dog so yeah so we was in he wasn't tripping on the studio man we was sneaking in late at night be like two in the morning we in there shooting bro right. and then our other partner cat who you've met who does all our audio and social media you know he's the board operator for the radio show for a nationally syndicated radio show he gotta be in the studio at five thirty, leaving the studio at 4am oh that's cat that's yeah yeah bro so like Wow Yeah like so we was You know it was It was a playground for us bro you Right know? So okay. so so day one we turned it on Right Alright like, cause I was I was just about to ask How did y'all know how to work it But Kat yeah, was there Cat, Cat Okay had, cool So we knew how to do You know obviously the video stuff Right Cat right did all the audio stuff Okay So I remember day one we turned it on And Kat was like bro We got something Day you know? one Day one We was like bro And like you no, know, Back then it was Alright this is what we're gonna talk about This is the news these are the topics of the day, whatever. Right. But you're just watching them, and you like, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't yeah. produce this. this. Right. Right. These guys. This
1: can't. Yeah. You. You couldn't. Have wrote, you couldn't have wrote a better show than this.
0: Yeah. So I. So I realized my job isn't to produce in a traditional sense. My job was to create as many tools, and extensions of whatever they can do, to, and resources around them as they can. And that's when. You know, you'll kind of, if you watch the show, we didn't even put the first live show on, I mean, the first show on YouTube, I want to say, to like episode maybe 12 or 15. Because we were just putting it in podcast format. We just audio Oh, format. that's audio. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't know no better. <clears throat> so y'all didn't start shooting video until you said 12 or 15? Well, we were shooting it as, what we would do was we would shoot it as clips. So you know oh, how okay, like, like the cannons are, they'll shoot like in 30-minute increments or whatever. Can, yeah. Well, back then they did. I don't, they probably have a longer runtime now. But yeah. maybe it was 20, something short. It was a short runtime. Yeah. So we just take whatever clips And those clips were being leveraged On you know Twitter On um, Instagram Or whatever the case was It wasn't a tool We kind of like Took a step back And was like Oh shoot This is kind con- We need to start treating this Like in. Right So the show actually Used to come out on Thursdays And we started doing it on Fridays So now People would tune in There's a an audio component There's a video component So do y'all
1: still so. Do separate audio On, on, on the podcast format now? Yeah Yeah we still do it still? We still
0: pull it Cause there's still We had to understand too There's an audience of people That you know Prior to the pandemic Right, right that as a 9 to 5 person Or right. they're a trucker Or you know They work at the gas station or or I didn't even
1: Yeah, I ain't even I didn't realize Y'all still did. So it's, on, it's yeah. on like Spotify and all The 85 South Shores so, so
0: I'm gonna tell you this We actually just on The iTunes app And that's f- For a leverage reason For the future So we don't have anything We have certain pieces On Spotify Certain pieces on Apple Music You can find mm. But we don't have The full catalog Okay on, Cause we treat it like catalog So we don't It's only on Apple Okay, that's um, smart Podcast, yeah Alright, cool And YouTube, yeah Okay, so Day one, y'all knew We knew we had something We didn't know what something was Right We just knew, we, like, this is We have this is funny And it was just Those two It was just Lost and Fly, yeah Okay
1: um, Episode 15, 16, 17 is When y'all start shooting uh, visual And put, right. I mean, uploading visual Yeah, yeah. Um, And what year is this? 2016?
0: Yes N- Yes, the very beginning of 2016, yes, you're right, yeah, yeah, because st- our very first show was December something, 2015, so yes, 2016, right. Yep. Okay, um, at what point, so when did Chico come in? S- so, he, he was, obviously he was always there, because him and Lowe's have a really good relationship, uh-huh. it wasn't until, they were shooting Wildin' Out, they used to shoot and Out in New York and in LA, that was the traditional way of doing it. Um, so oh Chico we, was on Wilder Now too Right oh, Him okay. and Lowe's came on Auditioned and made it On the very same season Okay So we're in LA <clears throat> And back in the day We would At one point We were like Focusing heavy on having guests Because that's what I saw Other podcasts I thought that's what you Had to do Right But at one point We internally were like Bro like We don't want to do that Where we got to depend on the guests Because you know Guests can be Ah oh, man I got to move it back Or they may not be in the mood They don't know right. What right. You know all this right. with that. And uh, and you, you have to You treat a show A little bit different When it has a guest Versus when it's just The two guys being themselves True So we focused on them Being themselves For a very long time Until we got to LA So we get to LA And Chico was there Of course he's down To do whatever And that's when it became Like Oh there's another element With Chico Being part of the show What
1: dog. about Chico Did y'all Did y'all like so much To the point where y'all Like cause he's like He's like part of the show Yeah dog. yeah he,
0: he is part He's absolutely He's part of the show he's, There's no separation He's part right. of the show So so what Chico brought to the table was, if you look at, uh, you know, the, and I'm not even going to speak for Joe, the, the mistake I was making was, I'm coming from Steve Harvey, which is the grandiose, big budgets, a million producers, eight cameras, you know, just all the money you can throw at a, at a production, right? Right. So, I had to go back and kind of go back to the basics and uh, and uh dumb it down, right? So... I was looking at the podcast like this, you know, this robotic sort of production, whereas I'm starting to read the comments, and the comments are like, bro, it's like watching me and being in the living room with me and my cousin. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, that's not a bad thing, you know? Like, I don't get offended by that. Right. So what made it, what makes Chico work is DC and Los are, I want to say, eight years apart, mm-hmm. and then Chico lands, like, right in the middle. Oh, okay. Right? So Chico, like, Los, Chico flies the wild youngest brother, Los is the older brother that's been through it all, seen it all. And then you got your middle brother that's like he's a little bit over here, a little bit over. He 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 brings a balance Right, right. And almost like a he brings like a where DC's going to be hitting home runs, you know, and Los is going to be hitting uh uh doubles and triples. You know, Chico going to get on base every single time. Right. That's that's how we that's how it works. I see what you're saying. So so there's a there's a cadence cuz you know, you're there's a live Performance format that we have as well, and there's like a Chico brings like a like a pace, a really good pace to the show, right? Even right. in the audio version, too. But yeah, and then I, the chemistry's there, bro. Like, it was not right, it's not hard to see chemistry.
1: So that was a no brainer. It was, was yeah, it, it was, was it, it was just like, let's bring him on show, and everybody, like, I agree.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even a question. The, the hard part was, um, Chico lives in North Carolina. That's oh, to only, this day, yeah, that's the only thing that made it tough, and that's just who he like. He's like that, he's alone, like, he's good on his own, like. He don't need... He's not an L.A., Atlanta guy. He could be. But he's like, I'm cool in North Carolina, bro. He went to college out there, too, so... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it, was, it was easy, man. It was easy. And it, it, I think having three always helps, too. So, if, like, is not available, it can be Los and Chico. If Los... If there's been times when Los ain't available, so it's Chico and Fly, so, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. When did you... At what point did you see, like, oh, these... This this these checks can like you know I know you know it's, it's it's a moment where you say okay we got some good people right. are gonna, we're gonna mess with this right and then it's a point where it's like oh no we can yeah we can we can see yeah. a ba- we can see a bag off this yeah yeah and what yeah, yeah. like what was that defining moment when you was uh, like
0: all right the first time I'm gonna say not necessarily
1: when you got the bag but when yeah, you yeah, saw no no no
0: because well, you you need to see something that can lead you that can help you see further right, right. so like. For us, I think the first check I, th- I want to say we got was off of YouTube, and it wasn't much. It was right. just like, oh, you can generate money. It was not just sitting around doing whatever. Right. Okay, so there's money to be generated, and now there's a goal. Okay, we can generate this X amount of dollars. Okay, we put in this much work, or for Joe, if it was if I learned the algorithm, or if I learned keyword searches, or if I learn how to tag videos, and I can grow into X amount of dollars. Exactly. You know? Right. So, that created um, that created uh, uh, like a standard for us to to work from or foundation to work from. Okay, well this is us doing this being completely ignorant and creative. Now imagine if we get a little bit more focus. Okay, and then so that's Joe. So for me, my side was okay. Here's stream one. What can catapult from this? Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Okay. So so, so then the second part for us was what we actually did was and looking back now probably would have did it different. I just ain't know no better. We were like, okay, well we got to get some merch. But we ain't had no logos, no design, no nothing. <laughs> so I think the conversations we've had with you, were like, hey, bro, like, get something that can make your money back, so you can at least work from there and then go get creative. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was like, okay, 85 South was kind of a southern thing that people can align with, but they don't mind, you know, on the West Coast, you know, identifying with, and it was the Braves. Who came with the name 85 South? We was all sitting in the room, man. I, I, it, it's just, it's just. I'm gonna tell you what happened. We was listening to uh, the Youngblood song. And, uh these patient cause I'm coming for you riding dirty on 85 and I was like what about 85 South and then Los is like nah it's gotta be 85 South show because that creates a different presentation uh-huh. cause we've always thought we, the, the mentality was always like to have like a variety Dave Chappelle it's got skits it's got music what? it's got comedy so I was like alright cool that works so it was the like 85 South show. we go and trademark it and then it kind of spawned from there. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what's like, you know, the Braves always felt like if you was, you could be in Louisiana and be a Braves fan, you could be in Mississippi and be a Braves fan, you could be in Tennessee and be a Braves fan. So that's, mm-hmm. so we kind of played with that, whatever, and did the best rendition of it that we could and that generated money. Right. But our mentality was, there's no point in, you know, putting up a $1,000, making a $1,000 and not having no money in merchandise. Let's let the merchandise build because until it becomes, you know, real money. Right so okay so we were like okay cool so we got sh- sh- and then the other side of it was too like Joe and I were still doing our thing on the side making money and Fly making money so we don't have to jump right into the pot like it's right. not a desperation thing right. for us right. so the YouTube was doing this thing um, was generating I should say generating money merchandise was generating money right. and then I think we did our first live show a year later um, at Smith's Old Bar bro it was I think it held 265 people. I think we got 201 people in there. <laughs> and Like, we, I, I was for sure he's was going to sell it out. Like, why can't we sell this out? Right. So instead of even worrying about making a bunch of money, we went and hired a band. Because Joe's idea was, why don't we let a band, there's a musical element, let's have a band that is just available to them if they want to break out into music. Or if there's any, you know, dead spots, they can, you know, give them resources to be creative. Right. So I remember like that first show, bro, I think after ticket sales and you know door splits and whatever. Okay,
1: I, oh so the, okay, cool. So the first live show Smith's Old Bar. Smith's Old Bar. 165 capacity.
0: 201. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pulled mm-hmm. up. No, it was 265 capacity. 265. And 2 like 201, 202, 205. something. like it wasn't even full. Right. It and didn't sell out. It did not sell out. Okay. That hurt.
1: Perfect. Yeah. That was, that was, you know. That but was but the, we didn't lose no money. That was ex, ex, more ex, Exactly, but like. We weren't trying so, to get rich. Okay, cool. So before, like, did y'all, did y'all assume, was y'all under the assumption that it was going to sell out easily? Like, without a doubt? I
0: You know what? I will say this. I did at first, but I think my time with working with Comedy Hype for those a year or less that I worked with them, when we had tried to do live events, I recognized the importance of not depending on celebrity and actually understanding marketing programs and understanding um, how to leverage analytics and how to leverage um, digital ads even. Right. You know, like, it's cool if they post some stuff online, but you can't depend on that. Right. You know? Right. So, um, yeah, so so I'm, I'm lying. The first live show didn't have a band. I'm sorry. It was just them sitting at a table. Like, we was in the studio just sitting at a table and just talking on the mic. Right. But there was a piece of that where, like, DC and Loaf started, like, making a song – in the second show we did, we had a lot. Had the lot, man. Yeah, so I think the first show, bro, I think we made um, I'm gonna say twenty two hundred dollars.
1: The f- like the second second show? No, the first show. The first show, twenty two hundred dollars. Twenty
0: two hundred dollars, I think we said like twenty two twenty five hundred dollars, bro. That's,
1: I mean, so y'all was
0: disappointed with that? Nah, right. I was like, I was like, man, okay, right. Sure. <laughs> we can make money, right? Like, that's right. when you learn, like, oh, you got overhead because with YouTube, oh you yeah, yeah, you don't have overhead. Yeah. You know, with uh, merchandise, since you're not really counting it because it's going right back into itself, you're not really thinking about that, like, overhead per se because it's not really an operating budget. It's just, like, reinvest and reinvest until you can really find some margins. Right. So this show, I was like, oh, and that's the first time seeing, I'm going to say, my first real lump sum of money. Right, yeah. right. You're like, oh, shoot, I got uh, $2,500. Right. I got 3500 in cash, but here goes this, here goes yours, here goes
1: yours. Here goes yours, here yeah, yours. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. yeah. Okay, cool. So, cause you know everybody's trying to break into YouTube, right? Um, can you give us? Let's just you know just a a, 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 a round number. A million views equals, bro. You know, I, cause I know it's up and down. Do yeah.
0: You? I've had people asking that many a times, bro. And like the algorithms, I I, I could say I could say five thousand dollars today, and it may change tomorrow.
1: Right. But because I know it has a lot to do with how long the content is, how many ads you put in.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you're right. So it has, there's what they call pre roll, there's what they call mid roll, and then there's the campaign that you see after a video before you go to another video. Right. And all of those have its own algorithm and cost. um, CPM? Yes, cost per metric is what the, yeah, but yeah, CPM attached to it because, you know, there's, if you're watching a 60 second video versus a 30 second video, and if you're in the beginning of the video, which everybody tunes into, versus if you're in minute 42 right into the videos, yeah. Right. So so I, a million views can, it varies. Bro. Okay, so the, and, the and minimum,
1: then, give me a minimum max. like. Bro, I, know,
0: I know people that have bought Beamers off of YouTube, you know, like $30,000 cars off of YouTube, and like they made a quarter million dollars off of YouTube. They're getting a million views, and then there's some people that are wow. only doing half a million views, but because they're opening toys, on, <laughs> you know, which is a good right. servable content to all ages, and it's safe. Yeah, you know, it. it I, I, right, I right. can't really tell you, you know, right. Like our stuff is considered mature content because they curse and they say silly things and they, right, get into wild topics. So right, right, you know. But we had to learn that part of it too. That's why we have independent. Um, partnerships with um, advertisers as well, so that there's your YouTube advertising, and then there's the advertising that we actually put within the show. Within the show, right? Right. Like that's baked into the show, so you kind of double dip. Right. 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 Dang. Yeah. So 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 you know, it, it, what I would say is it depends on what you're. So like cooking shows do well. Uh huh. Right. There's some people that like unbox sneakers, bro. And you know, there's a whole culture for that, and the space yeah. and place for that. And there's they're getting. There's guys that are playing video games online. You know, and people are watching them play. Little kids are watching. Oh, for them. sure, that's you know, the,
1: that's like the biggest, I think, right now.
0: Right. So it it, it really depends on the content that you're creating and yeah. then how you're serving ads. Because like you know, you can watch some ads and there's like 20 ads in it. You know, and you, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say 20, but like eight ads in it. And then you watch another ad. It might have one ad in it. You just don't know. So what you what's more important is I wouldn't, me. I wouldn't. Once you are doing a quarter million views, half a million views there's monetization. I'd say hundred thousand. There's monetization opportunities. You need to figure out like the strategy to monetize within that space versus let me just get a bunch of views. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause you can have, there's a company we're negotiating with right now where they want to do a very specific Uh, podcast episode dedicated to their um, content and or brand. Uh huh. And that becomes like a presentation partner. Like, this show is brought to you by. Oh, okay. Produced by. Right. And they get the logo placements. And, you know, you can charge a premium price for that versus. Right. How do I get you guys to do a, you know, 30 second read? You know, it, you create that. Right. You create your own economy.
1: Okay. In that space. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the live shows. Right. Okay, cool. So you do your first live show, 2200. Yes. Yes. Um you go from 2200 first live show um and that was how many people at that show
0: that had to be n- n- no more than 200
1: 200 people give or take yeah um and okay so we're going to talk about where y'all were where and where y'all are now and then we're going to figure out somewhere in between okay. so now y'all are at where like how many how many people were the show
0: M- max i'm saying 5000
1: 5,000
0: people. Yeah, and we're probably going to table it at 5,000 because there's still a level of there's a level of intimacy that you never want to get away because you guys, you know, they get in the crowd, the audience is involved. Right. If you're sitting way in, you know, the team. Y'all selling out 5,000. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. No problem. Uh, it, it, nah. I mean, it depends on how you, you know, uh, we not stressing, no, no.
1: Right. Yeah. So I guess... Like, nah. like not just... Our biggest show was fact that Like this, this is the thing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inconsistent. Like before, you know, obviously.
1: If y'all, if y'all was to do a twenty five hundred, y'all would have to do it twice.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And this is in in three years, two years.
0: Yeah, I mean, we didn't really figure out touring for real until. What well, is it's 2020 now I'm gonna say 2018 So roughly Really honestly Two years Cause you have to learn the to tour You have to tour properly You know
1: Okay so Take take us through your, The whole process Of learning a tour
0: Man So <clears throat> I don't even consider those Atlanta shows Live shows Cause you get to cheat I mean you just pull, right. You pulling up Right Like you going to the store Right Right And there's really no overhead You just paying people to show up Right So our first um, You know And then You know you keep in mind the guys have their own calendars and schedules as well, you know. So, you know, you competing. I, I really hate to use it. You're, you're finding space on a calendar in between and out, right? In between, um, especially like in the beginning, dates. where
1: this is probably not the there's biggest priority.
0: Yeah, and there's no there's no real payoff. Per, there's no immediate payoff. There's right. no immediate return. Right. So, you know, the first dates we was doing, bro, was just me and Joe and Kat making a list of comedy clubs, and I'm um, me and Kat calling them, you know.
1: And then y'all just that DC and them posting saying we're gonna be here, yeah. So, so,
0: and you got to go, you know, t- to the person managing their calendar and you know, what dates can we have? Because it's not like I can, he's not, it doesn't fiscally make sense or financially make sense to go do a Friday night at a comedy club when you may or may not make money. Versus, I already got this date with Mike Epps, right? So, <laughs> right. the dates that we were allowed to have were Sundays. <laughs> In uh, Wednesdays, and, like, nobody, you know, unless you're in L.A. or in Atlanta or right, New York, right, you know, it's not. People in Mississippi don't go out on a Wednesday, you know. People in right. like, small town, wherever, don't go out on Wednesday. So what we did was we were just doing spot dates, man. So, like, we did a date in Charlotte at their Comedy Zone. And then again, you got to learn, like, not only touring, you understand production value. You know, everybody doesn't have the production capabilities to do the things that you want to do. Right. You know? So it doesn't matter how many sound checks you do. If that board ain't right, it ain't right. If their mics ain't right, it ain't right. If the lighting ain't right, it ain't right. So you got to go through that. Wow. So uh, mind you, there, there's no, we are the staff. So we're the we're the agency, <laughs> we're the operations, we're the production company, we're the, the, the tour and travel, Um, we're the catering. <laughs> You, wow, you know, right? And, and we're the the merchandising retailers, right? all, Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all under one. one roof. And it's, it's when we first started touring, bros. It was, was Lost Fly, me, Cat, Joe, and like another camera operator, Craig, and the, our musical director now, who was just playing on the guitar. Then was uh, Jay, so it was seven of us, six of us, eight of us, and then we're hopping in vans, bro. Like we we're in the van, we were in the SUV. We all pile in go do a show make just enough money to cover a bill or two right and you know put it on youtube and get these views up so then as you're doing spot dates then i remember one december this had to be 18 and i remember i had a call with like me and joe and cat on the production side and the operation side We make sure we talk once a week i was like bro my goal for next year man we're gonna do a tour bro we're going to get a 10 city tour but we're going to knock it out of the park and i'm like yeah we're going to kill them with 10 cities because that was like if we can just find 10 dates that they'll give us <laughs> like, 10 real dates and sell some tickets now mind you it's not now we're selling out i remember our first sold out shows in like columbia or greenville south carolina 170 tickets i was just happy to say sold out
1: oh wow
0: right yeah put that show online it does well and then, so coming back for next year, we wanted to do, uh, and then we did, like, Washington, D.C. at a comedy club, our first time selling out two shows. But, you know, it's only a 200-seater. You're not really right. You're doing the best you can, but I'm like, man. we. And bro, this 2017 or 18? I believe, I believe it's 20. I'm going to say it's 17 or 18. It, it's it, probably 18. The, the, eight, the past two years are a blur, to be real with you, but I'm going to say it's 18 to be safe. So I remember our first $10,000 check we got at, um, washington dc i was like man hey bro 200 people 200 people twice so oh yeah so we sold we did two shows back to back we could have a third show right and i was like bro we own, bro like we right 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 (laughs) right 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 (laughs) hey i just wanted to cover my mortgage i just wanted to cover my bills and i was straight i didn't really have overhead right i I, I personally as a single man i had no real overhead right and i was like and my thing was i just want to be able to replace Whatever I was doing. Let's
1: clear. Let's clarify that because I don't want yeah. you coming back. You were single then. Single. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't to get you in man. trouble. No. Nah, I'm engaged. All man. right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But that, I had no Thank real. Thank me overhead. later for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I had I had no real overhead, bro. I'm like, look, and then mind you, like on a personal level, when I'm working at Steve, the extra money I made, cause I, when you, I can't speak for everybody, for me personally, when you broke, bro, and I ain't talking about like. Hey, bro, I only got like $10,000. left. i am talking about like, bro, I have no money, bro. Right, right. And I don't know where it's coming from. Right. I vowed to God like I'll never be irresponsible again when it comes to money. So when I'm making money with Steve and we're picking up jobs left and right and extra checks that are coming in, I'm paying off all my debt, bro. I'm paying off school. I'm paying off car. Right. No, I'm not using no credit cards. Like, you getting ahead. Man. So I knew there was going to be a time I got it. I'm going to have to thug it out of my home. Right. I just didn't know it would come as soon as it came, but I knew it was going to come. Right. mentally you just like, bruh, so, I've never had a raise, right? I, I didn't even know people got, th- when people tell me they get job, prom- that stuff blows my mind to this day, that people receive job promotions. Like, how did you do that? Right. Every time, <laughs> I got fired every time. Bro, I've been fired from every job I've ever had in my entire life, bro. And it's never been on no, like, he messed up or he wasn't a hard worker. He was just, you know, right. whatever, right? Yeah. So when people get raised, I was meant to, I had told the only raise I'm getting is if I get myself a raise. That's how I, that's right. how I'm mentally wired at this point. Right. Ain't nobody right. ain't nobody giving me nothing. Exactly. I got to go get it. And exactly. I'm not saying that's right or that's wrong. I'm saying that's how I've been wired based on my path that I've taken. Right. So moving forward, when we got that first check, and I you know got my piece of the check, I was like, dog, like I don't really have no real overhead, and I'm thanking God for that now. And Joe and I had some business money saved up as well. I was like, bro, we can continue to stay creative. Like, it don't have to be a check-chasing thing. I can make good decisions. Right. So going into the next year, which may have been, we had to be going in 2018. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I was on the phone, bro. Like, so what happens is Hollywood and entertainment kind of shuts down between, realistically, between Thanksgiving and, let's say, the first week of January. Because it's like, ain't nobody, you know, it just kind of. They not really the working, bro they, just, they ain't doing nothing, bro yeah. They say to them They ain't working, bro Right, right So I'm like, this is my chance So, bro, I'm like, Who gonna say no to Money on the table Especially if I'm finding the dates And the deal's already there So I'm calling all the comedy clubs In the South, bro Like anybody from Alabama To, to Carolina uh, And then We topped it off With Florida We topped it off By doing a show In New Orleans uh, I always, it's always a big deal for me to go home we went to the House of Blues because I'm like, bro, growing up, that's what you, like, If you, you made it when you performed right. at the House of Blues. Right. So, we put our first, we told him it was a tour so we put our first, like, spring tour together so we had, like, six dates back to back and I was able to count money, like, okay, I can count this money we gotta, and now we're selling our shows and now we have, like, a system, right? So then we picked up more dates in the summer and then we had, uh, you know, and you're learning the to tour now because you're learning to travel. You're learning how to. You know, we're driving all these days. I had to make sure we had drivable days because it's a little more affordable. Right. Um, and then we had a tour deal on the table. You know, and uh, so we had a tour deal on the table that we negotiated, and we was able to pick up. I want to say like another fifteen or twenty days. Wow!
1: From the sixth to yeah. to an additional twenty days.
0: Yeah, over. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and this and this is what what a rent is y'all y'all in now y'all five hundred six hundred
0: you know no no okay no I, I'm sorry I got my dates wrong we we it, we kept going independent all through the end of eighteen I'm sorry but we had found a touring partner is what I should say so we were doing spot dates with this touring partner okay all the way to the end of the year and that ended up being about ten to fifteen days I'm sorry I misquoted and then when we came back to 2019, because it's 29. We had a tour deal on the table. That's what happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Right. Forgive me. No, that's cool. Yeah. So now you learn how to work with partners. You're learning how to read real touring budgets the right, right way. Because I have our version of it. Because we have to learn to make it work. Because nobody's telling us how to make it work. Right. The nigga version. Right. Now you're reading like, um, <laughs> you know, you know pre-production budgets and estimates and et cetera, et cetera. And you're learning riders and you're learning how to work with, you know, we don't work with a touring, a travel company. We've hired a travel consultant that manages all of our travel. And now I'm learning all in between that. I'm learning operations, how to like now operate a company versus like thug our way through and just pick up. We were picking up gigs looking back, (laughs) You know, yeah. So you have to transition from picking up a gig here, picking up a gig there to like, okay, this is a full-on operation with insurance and staff and budgets and travel and approvals and deadlines. You know, we still got a podcast that we produce, a studio version. Now we have studios, time that we have. You know, we're paying studio overhead, all these sort of things. We're buying cameras as we go, learning how to how mer- merchandise because we were so independent and when I when I tell people independent we it's a flag for us because like there's no like our first year and a half or two years merchandise paid for all our travel it paid for extra staff and to be able to hire more people et cetera et cetera so like yeah you, you're you learning you know how to manage these silos that all come together to create one big thing yeah wow yeah, yeah so then in 2019 still doing those spot dates here and there at the beginning of the year. And then that's when a a real tour offer came to do the 20 dates, 25 dates all the way through 2019.
1: Wow. Yeah, And and, and it's just been you and your partners just every every show, every single video, every single podcast just learning more and more and more.
0: Yeah, bro. It's, It's
1: so, so, I mean, so right now, I mean, just like you say, you want to keep it intimate. Right. Right? Right. And you're saying anything more than 5,000 is just too much.
0: Yeah, because even with your video walls and you hire this production crew that basically follows the guys around with cameras so you can see, you know, the small, uh, you know, detailed things that they do that you can't see in row hmm. 85 or whatever the case is. Right. But as a venue becomes so big, it doesn't matter how big that production crew is with that video wall, it still doesn't feel like you're a part of the show. Everybody has to feel like they're a part of the show, and 5,000 feels like that cap.
1: Right. Currently. Right.
0: I mean, that may change, but that, okay. that's okay. what it feels like right now. Right,
1: right. Yeah. So what I was, was going to say is, okay, so with that being the cap, what other ways can you grow? Like, you know, because, like, you know, most people will say, okay, We did 5,000, let's get to eight. Right. Let's get to 10. Yeah,
0: no, man, so what we understand very clearly is that the foundation of everything we do is, you know, the podcast and the live show that funds other operations. Right. So what we had to do is I had to understand and learn what vertical integration was because there's an element of the company that, like, we had to step back. So we created 85 South Media, which is the umbrella company that produces... The 85 South Show. So that's on our resume of production now, right? Okay. And then th- the next thing that we did was we invested into a real, like, okay, let's create a real apparel company and apparel line that produces T-shirts, hats, uh, clothing, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It, even in the presentation. So we now we have a dot-com. We have a fulfillment house. We have somebody that runs the analytics and that runs the digital. When we go on the road, we have a merchandiser that manages all these operations for us that down to inventory. So let's invest in apparel and do it right. So now that's a real line of business for us. But we're not just, you know, when we was, two years ago, we were just doing just enough to be able to cover travel, not even thinking about how to really expand it because you're doing so many other things. So you have, you're touring the, the 85 South Shore, which has its own touring component. You have, the apparel company, which has its own line of business, and then eighty-five now S- South Media. Now we're pivoting into producing and creating our own content and developing our own content. Um, so you know, there's different lines of shows that we're working on that you can either sell or you can either, you know, pr- right. produce within your own walls and capacity, you know, however you want to create that. And then also where are we've we've already. We're still developing our own like a record label because you know there's a musical element to the things that we do and there's streaming opportunities there right right so uh yeah we're we're we're, we're doing that we want to create our own platform even take it even further so we're we're actually developing i hate to say an app because that sounds so simplified but like our own we want to create our own network and then we're also we're developing a touring company as well so you know who's the next you know carlos miller or dc young fly that we already have. We've already done that process for you, right? Like, on how to create platform and right. create audience, and then put you in the comedy club. So why go wait on Hollywood to say that you are talented? Why not just come under this umbrella? Let's put you in the fold and let's start, you know, right? Creating touring opportunities for you as well. Wow. So we're thinking more network than we are thinking like, you know, because if you just think eighty five South Show, then you know it's it's. Having its rise and its fall, just the nature of progress in life and business, right. you know. So we want to create something where we can step back and create other opportunities for other people. And it has, it all has the streams, you know, within it.
1: Right. How many? How many uh, networks have you had to say no to?
0: <laughs> More than I ever just, thought
1: I just would. Ballpark, like. <laughs> for sure. Right now,
0: I'm gonna say. Well, how many deals or offers that you had to turn down? So, from the television side, we've said no to... say, it hasn't been that much on television. I'm going to say, like, three. That's a lot. Well, okay,
1: yeah. That's a lot. I mean, just, one. like, you know, for some people, that's their dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, why are you so... Why are y'all... Um,
0: Like, why say no? Well, for us, it's understanding, like, what you want. And, like, television isn't, like, necessarily the end goal. And I understand why it is for some people, but if, I mean, if I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. it, it, The things that they wanted for us was not what we created. Right. So for us, it's like, you know, we've been able to been to be authentically us and there's versions of us that they've created that ain't, that's not us at all. So, I mean, that was it. Um, and then, kind of understanding, like I don't, I didn't, I wasn't raised in Hollywood and how that industry works. Well, is
1: it hard for, to like you know? It's, it's it's like it's different when it's just you, right? Like, is it hard to convince everybody else to get think on that same wavelength? No, it's not.
0: It's not convincing. It's like um, I think what makes it tough sometimes for when we sit in these meetings. I think there's. Typically, they think you can find one that's going to be the translator and the convincer because we won this one over, so he'll win everybody else over. Right. But for us, it's simple, bro. It's like, we're going to, even if we disagree, like the majority party usually wins and we can talk through and there's no, there's no, like it's not a win or lose situation. Like if we say no to television, we don't lose everything. Right. Like we still operating. Right. Still touring. Right. Still YouTube and still advertising, still merchandising. Right, it's not really a problem. So like, YouTube, I mean, not YouTube. Television is not necessarily like the. And then you gotta think like once, once you do television, you, you sometimes you only get one chance yeah. in that in that space. Yeah. So if we gonna lose, we gotta lose on our terms, not on y'all's terms. Right. Cause you don't care as much as we do. So okay, cool.
1: So, based off these deals not being, you know, them not meeting y'all terms In the deals. Right. Do you think it's just to uh, um, keep going so we get gain more leverage type of thing? Yeah, because they don't they don't <clears throat> respect us enough yet.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I'm I'm trying to say this the right way. Like, I'm not. We're not necessarily marching towards television.
1: Oh, oh, oh any deal? If that like, makes you know, sense. Yeah. So I mean, it is something that 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 y'all want that y'all probably turn down, like whether it be Netflix or. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know,
0: if the opportunity is there and it's right, We're right. forward, but we're not like actively in L.A looking begging for that opportunity that right makes sense. right you know? right so to answer part two is leverage a hundred percent and and i would tell anybody that is understanding leverage i think is sometimes more valuable than understanding like how to go get money you know because there's you know and i'm sure you understand this. that at one point once you get so money's like all right it's cool but if you don't have no leverage it really don't mean nothing right Right, and so, so We have built leverage And we understand leverage And the more that you have The more you can control the conversation
1: Yeah, because I think that's what like social media is Like YouTube, when they when, yeah. like, when they building these companies Yeah They're not really making no money they just,
0: They're building leverage
1: Right, right
0: Netflix is always operating in the red And they keep spending money on content Right But they're building leverage Like, yeah yeah, that's what it I is. I even think, man, I go back to, like, it's not just now. Like, I was having a, I forgot who I was talking to the other day, and I'm like, man, what, what, why you think Jay-Z's so good? I mean, he understands leverage, bro. Like, he understands leverage like nobody else. And regardless of how you feel of him as a as an artist, or even of the the decisions he's made, he positions himself the way he wants to be positioned. That's leverage, dog. Right. If you are, if your end result is a paycheck, your your leverage is gone. Yeah You know And I'm not mad Because people need to pay bills And I understand that But Right If you're If if you're in the space of business Leverage is And like When I'm saying leverage bro It's not even just like Opportunity or platform Like bro Some people And you know Taking it a little bit left But like like, Man if you caught somebody Cheating on their wife You got leverage bro (laughs) Right That's just the name of the game Right Or or if you know that this person Can't say no to alcohol You got leverage I'm I'm just Speaking out loud Right So like, us as partners, as a business, we know ourselves, like, we know what makes each other tick, and like, money's not the thing, we would have been, made some other decisions if that was the case, we've had, even for our tour, we've said no to some money from like, from the the biggest company on the planet, like, it doesn't, but that company wanted us to like, fire people on the team, and and then they wanted to have rights to anything that comes down the line within two years, Or, or they wanted to advance us money, and I'm like, we don't take advances Why would I let you Loan me my own money Like I'm not <laughs> But hey Talk, man. talk that talk you know, Chad No I'm not I'm, 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 No nah, get in your bag No that's, I'm not that's, a, that's what this show is for No it's, it's not even that It's It's. it's it, it just It just doesn't make sense Right It, it needs to I'm, I like to Simplify everything I don't I don't claim to be a genius I claim to like I like to Simplify things And like if you can't Explain it to me Then it's not simplified yet Right And if I can't explain it It's not simplified yet Man, it ain't that hard to me. Mm. So, I, I, you know, to answer your question, yes, like, leverage is cool, but again, like, when we speak to a lot of these companies or a lot of these potential partners, I think that they, they're they one trick ponies sometimes. Hey, person, here's some money, and a lot of people are going to know you. Oh, you, you ain't tripping on that? Well, I, well, Here's more money. Right. A lot, of, <laughs> lot more people are going to know you. All right, we're going to give you some more money. I like, like, bro, I'm not tripping on money. Like, we straight. Is, is, that, is that all you have? We know how to make money. Right. Is that all you have to offer? And if it doesn't feel like true partnership, then I, I, it's hard to, to do business with some people, you know? Right. And I'm not even adverse to, I'm not adverse to anybody that we're talking about to doing business with these people. It just doesn't. If it didn't make sense at that time, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm in no. I think when you create real foundation and real leverage, you should never. Be, I don't think any good business should be in a rush. You know, so we're not in a rush to do any of these things.
1: Why? Cause you know what you got.
0: Yeah, like okay, I go say yes to company X Y Z. Now I be. It's almost like, bro. It's almost like. I wish people understood. Like, bro, you like that 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 fine chick that just moved in from, you know, across town or a different state. Uh-huh. They just want you cause ain't nobody else had you. Right. Right. But once they got you, they still gonna love on you. Nah, that's a wrap. Man, like, come on, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we know what we got. Right. Or, or if that's the car, you know, whatever it is for you. Romance whatever. me. For real, in <laughs> business, yeah, bro. But, and again, but I think when you create, if you create a space where you can operate independently, I've had to sit that's in these- That's the most
1: rooms. powerful thing in the world.
0: There's nothing bigger than that. Nothing. I've had to sit in these rooms with these people like, I don't need a touring manager, I've already hired one. <laughs> okay? We know how to tour.
1: Right. Talk about, you know, one time we had a conversation and you was just talking about how you have this database. Right. With, you know, in, in every city where you know, you just send a text and, and boom, show sold out. Or you send uh, an email and, you man, know, like, yeah. that's, so, like break that down.
0: Man, so another. And how you, you know, accumulated yeah. that. Um, speaking to leverage, right? Uh-huh. Another form of leverage is information. Okay. Or or not even just information, we're gonna call it data, right? So. Facebook is Facebook because we voluntarily give them all of our information, and it goes deeper than just your name, your last name, and your age. It's down to like every time you check in at a restaurant, that's information they're capturing. Every time you tell somebody this is my favorite, every time you fill out your your interest, that's information. They're creating a mm. digital profile on you that they can. T- they know what Sherrod likes, regard even if if you have logged into Facebook one time, they know what you like. Me too, and I hate. I'm not as Active on social media As the average right. person is Right are not Yeah So if I'm on Instagram And I checked in And I'm, I'm in New Orleans And they know I've checked in In New Orleans Four times out of the year They know like Okay well he, he I'm gonna start getting some ads to, to go to Essence Fest I'm gonna start getting ads To go to Mardi Gras It ain't cause I told them To send me that It's because they've captured All this information They know They know your purchasing habits They know if you buy sneakers They know if you're looking up cars They know if you um, in, Interested in buying a house All of a sudden You're getting text messages And calls Wow. So, <laughs> what we've created, and we just again working from Steve and understanding and my my experience at the at the marketing agency. Uh-huh. Um, what we do is we you know we capture all that information. So when people purchase tickets, you know you put in so much, and part of our tour deals that that same information that you know our tour part our touring partner has or that Ticketmaster has, we grab that same information and we're able to communicate directly directly to those people. So here's your ten percent off on merch, or here's your Fifteen percent off on uh, the next tickets or whatever the case is. If we actually want to take that to another level. That's where the the app idea comes from and the platform idea that we want to create to dive even deeper into, you know, what all those opportunities are. Because right. I think some people make a mistake, man. When you when you grow an audience, like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you have ten million followers if those users are not engaged with you and what you created or what you what's your uh, purpose into them, right? Right. You'd rather have 100,000 users that are, like, going hard for you, bro. Right. They're going to buy your tickets. They're going to buy your merch. They're going to show up to your meet and greet. They're going uh, uh, to they watch all your ads on YouTube because they're investing in you. Right. right, right. And in return, here's that payoff for that. We appreciate you. Thank you for helping us grow. This is Here's 15% off because it's your birthday. Here's. Here's 20% off because it's fan appreciation day or whatever the case is. But that same data, let me take it back even further. So, you know, we understand how to read analytics and all those sort of things, right? So, when we were picking dates to do sold out shows, now this is prior to us touring. Now, as we tour now, we're going in cities we've never been to before and kind of learning a little bit more as we go too about our audience and expanding on that. But prior to that, we had to make really good decisions. like Right. Charlotte is a top 10 market, so we're gonna go to Charlotte more than once. Or uh, we never been to uh, uh, Utah, I mean, uh, uh, Denver, Utah, is that, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So I'm not, that's not a top 25 market, so I'm not gonna go there because I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. So when we were touring independently, as far as like, we didn't have a touring partner either. It was like, hey, bro, we're gonna make this list of top 15 markets on YouTube and on Facebook because that's where our most engaged users are. And we're gonna go to them venues first. Wow, and we're going to use that as a selling point to these venues on why we need to come there. Once they've seen our viewership, they've seen, our and we've broken it down to them. All right, cool. So we can, so they'll, they'll quote unquote give you a chance. You can get better door deals or whatever. The case. On a Wednesday, there ain't no way you can sell out on Wednesday night or Sunday night. Right. All right.
1: Y'all. <laughs> right. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> hey, bro. So let's not even do no guarantees. What we'll say is, if I sell out, I need all that. It's a win-win for you. You weren't gonna be open on Sunday anyway.
1: Right. Your bar gonna go crazy.
0: Yeah, all right, well, let's do it.
1: Y'all come in, y'all sell out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They ain't gonna make, They ain't gonna cut that same deal next time. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Man. hey, it, it goes back to levers, though, right?
1: No, nah, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing, bro. Yeah,
0: like we we're not we're not I'm not I'm not um, I'm not comfortable in any situation where I don't have any information. I can't make a good decision. So like. There's been times I'm almost, I've gotten pushed to, to you know, to make a decision faster sometimes. I'm like bro, I don't I don't have enough information yet. I'm not, I'm not in a, I don't wanna make any ignorant decisions that I can't help. I wanna make informed decisions. Right. So even, even, even how we was doing merch, like we know, okay, if we are gonna go to Charlotte, let me go check out what our sales look like in Charlotte. Okay, we need to ship 20 boxes to
2: Charlotte.
0: Mm. We don't really sell that much in, um, Phoenix. So let me just ship eight to Phoenix, so you're not caught holding that bag and shipping costs and right loss. Right, of right. T- you know all those sort of things. You can the headaches you can kind of come in with touring and merch and all those sort of things. Right, so right. We make informed decisions, bro. Man, bro. Yeah. I th- I think I think in this age, you're silly not to. You don't have to spend billboard money or television money like you had to, man. You just need right. to understand your audience and know who your audience is. Right. You need to be able to break down your audience, and I'm not saying need to be as detailed as we do, but you need to know. Okay, our audience is uh, 18 to to 38. So why are you selling targeted ads to a 60 year old that loves Steve Harvey? That don't make no sense, right? Right. Double down on the 18 to 38 that loves Wildin' out, that loves um, that loves not not Chris Tucker, but loves um, um, what's my boy on uh, uh, Ha Ha Davis, right? You know, right? That makes that's an informed decision it makes
1: sense. And that's how y'all that's how y'all building this
0: empire. Yeah, I mean, that's it's part that's of it. That's part part of it, yeah. Right, but I right. mean, it's, for us, man, it's really understanding what I've had to do on my side from the operation side. I've had to, you can sometimes get, I'm sure you made the mistake, you get too caught up in the details sometimes. I can't be caught up in creative all day because I'll miss out on advertising reads, you know, or we hire somebody to manage advertising on the management side and just report back. Right. You know, we have an accountant that I talk to yeah, at least once a week, you know, at this point that can make informed decisions. Cause we know this time last year we did X, Y, Z, or we spent X, Y, Z, or well, we know we're going to LA, right. you know, and we know that travel for LA is a little different. So, Hey, travel person, I need you to be booking these flights two months ahead instead of a month ahead. Cause we know how costs fluctuate and all that sort of stuff. Right. So we, we, we're in the transition. We're, as we speak We're transitioning into um, Creating more of a media I hate to say conglomerate But a media operation Right You know So where we can Manage this operation It has its own vertical And people check in And report to And this operation Reports and check in And by right, just going down the line
1: Right Yeah So Last question What's up I'm You know Like just to, to any Any creative out there That's listening And they Want to you know they want to be 85 South right um, what's any advice you know like what's the like you know not you know, like we're not obviously torn ain't the first yeah, for sure. thing you finna talk about but like sure. what's the first bro, like what's the most important thing they need pe- to
0: do people hit me often and and they say man I got all these ideas uh, hey bro you, you can separate yourself by being able to execute an idea right mm. so if your idea that's simple so, bro, don't make this deep you can build, man, all this. Think about how talent works, right? Talent is like the the, the, the foundation or the or the nucleus of this thing. Right. And then as that talent grows, they continue to build things around it to where the, now talent has an assistant and talent has this and talent has that. But the nucleus of it is this amazing idea that talent has that he's able to execute. Right. So if you are creative, I will tell you two things. Execute first. Because you can't even make a decision on if your stuff is good or not if you can't even execute on it. You don't even know what's right or wrong if you haven't even fully developed or put this idea out. When I say put it out, you may be writing a script. Hand that script to somebody that can read scripts or you just read it yourself or give it to a couple of people. Now you've executed on an idea, here's some feedback. Let me build on that. Right. You know, if you're a photographer, man, go shoot some stuff, dog, and compare it to whatever you think is good. If if, if you're an artist, see if you can recreate what you just saw somebody create, And If it's not it, keep working till you can or go find your space in that, right? The point is to execute. Right. Secondly, I'm never comfortable with any creative that like, some creators are almost okay. Well, there's two that I meet. Or there's a couple that I meet. There's one that I meet that is like okay with being ignorant and like the, the business world and trusting somebody else to do that. There's the one that I meet that believes that like you know, artists, you should be the starving an artist. <laughs> and like, I just don't I think that's like a lot that's been told, especially as black creators. So, you know, the people around you can benefit from your creativity and move on to the next person. So you as a, it's almost um, a responsibility that I believe that as a creative should have to be sound and understanding, at least the basics and finance. Okay, if I spend this, I'm going to get this return. If I spend that, I'll get that return. And even if this is a loss, the investment was in having XYZ, you know? Right. So those are the two things that I would say, that man, execute, find something that you can execute on. And then secondly, man, like just be financially sound, bro. Like so, as somebody, like I, I'm at, the, we're at the point now where like I don't know the ins and outs of everything going on, like the finute details and everything in the operation. Mm-hmm. But me and Joe have done, like I've held the camera, you right. Know? I've I've had to write scripts, I've, right. Um, I've had to read analytics on YouTube and radio and podcasts. Like I've I've, I've booked shows, so I've booked flights. Right. So you can't tell me nothing that's like. If it don't sound funny, I'm like, I oh, don't hey, I've done this myself. Right. You right. know? So as you're building an operation or building a a thing or a company, so just in your own peace of mind of you don't want to be operating in ignorance and trusting somebody that as an expert, telling you something that you yourself hadn't been able to at least speak to. Right. You know. Right. So uh that's it, bro. And, and to me, I lastly, Just lastly it just simplified, dog. Like you meet like a million creators bro that have all these like world-saving ideas and you can get you can't go home if you can't touch first base bro right <laughs> right you right. don't, even, you don't even know how to swing at a pitch what's the point like it don't even matter you can't yeah. be no home run hit if you can't read you, you know. can't even get
1: hit by a pitch to get on base
0: bro you don't even know how you crowd can't out the plate bro just Bruh, crowd the plate just <laughs> get the <to> first run. <laughs> get the first base. most people don't even but let's look most people don't want to step up to the plate you know right Oh, 100%. Right? They sure.
1: only want to take that first. They only want to get in the battlefield. don't want to start,
0: bro. We don't, bro. F. So, like, this is a cool interview because I'm telling you a lot of wins, but, dog, I can't tell you how much, man. Me and I'll tell you the time, me me and Joe ran through 30 racks before. Me and Joe don't put up seven racks for a production that never went nowhere and everybody got paid but us. Me and Joe me and Joe <laughs> wow. Uh, man, me and Joe put up five or four and lost it. Me and Joe done, bro. I, i can go on and on bro we done broke cameras lost cameras had to replace them that's 2500 a piece at this at that time you know wow, bro, right we right, buy right much more expensive ones now But right. bro. bro we didn't we didn't pay people for stuff that we can't even use before that's just the name of the game i don't we, call them joe no more i call them i right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't say it camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but dog i'm talking i'm saying bro like i'm me and me and me flying los and joe and just in a van, bro, and I'm driving. Yeah. Who putting in on no gas? Right. You know. Right. That's a L to some people, bro. We don't have shows where people ain't really show up like that. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, that could, that could, that could, that could, that could be the end of a, a, yeah. a brand, a
0: company. Yeah, bro. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Wait, so y'all done ha- okay? Cool. Y'all done had shows where ain't nobody show up, bro. We, bro. I remember. We had a show in Phoenix, Arizona. We had no business doing this show, but we had done so well. This was was before y'all
1: understood what y'all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So this is like, this is in the comedy club, still kind of thugging your way. So what happens in a comedy club is if you do one show good, they tell you about another comedy club. Man, these guys sell out shows. But us selling out in South Florida and Charlotte and um, Alabama is not the same as Phoenix, Arizona, dog. It's two different. It's a whole different audience. (laughs) right? You know, you do not know. Yeah, so we so, we so they we, reach out to y'all, bro. Yeah, man, you guys are selling. All right, man, let's jump. Let's do it. There's another y'all, check. Yeah, y'all got the high hand. Let's do it, bro. This is like the biggest comedy club in the nation. It holds like 550 people. And now, mind you, the way comedy clubs work is, you have to sell X amount of tickets before a certain date. They have like a system, like a, almost like a science to, if you don't sell X amount of tickets by this date, then odds are your show ain't gonna do well, right? Right, bro. We was like one ticket short. And dude was like, hey bro, like ah, right, we can call it if you want to. now I'm in a position where I can't call. I can't go back to them and be like, hey bro, the show that you could have booked that I took, that I put on the date, cause we gonna make some money, or at least invest in us to getting bigger. Yeah, that ain't you. You gonna be sitting down for that? You can't do that, right? So, bro, we show up to this date, and I'm talking about like, I remember I was like, bro, we can just sell a hundred tickets, bro. We gonna be at least cross a threshold that says this was okay. Right. You know? And, like, I remember, like, the day of, bro, we might have did, like, 120. Like, we barely got over the fence. And you can look out in the crowd, and it's just, like, empty. They had to do what they call paper the seats, you know, where you, like, put curtains here and curtains there. And yeah, yeah. Like, to make it look smaller than what it really is. Right. I was like, man, this dude ain't gonna never call us back. But, yeah, that's them shows. You can be like, bro, I thought we was gonna make X amount. And we're like, well, this is what happened. Right. because you know, we're used to selling out. I thought we had... Right, right, right. Picked up this momentum. It was a learning experience. Or this rhythm. Yeah, even there was a time where YouTube, man, they had a, I don't know if you remember, there was a time when they was uh, cutting how they was serving ads because something that happened where somebody was selling on a, on a kid's channel, it was like Nazi propaganda, some crazy stuff, bro. Like, so YouTube had took a big hit and we thought, like. Wow. But you just, man, what we have that I think I appreciate more than anything is that we're just real honest with each other, bro. Like, this, we've all not always got along or always um been on the same page. We've we've had our fights, you know, right. arguments. But there's a level of respect that's always been there and there's a level of transparency where the one thing I can always say it's never been a money fight. It's always been like an an opinion fight. Right. Or 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 a direction fight or or I think we should do this first versus doing that first, you know, fight. It's never been right. like you rock Yeah, like Yeah. We're too transparent. There's too much we all have access to the same thing anyway. Right. So it could never be that but you know that's you know we're honest with each other bro we none of us and again you're not dealing with money we're not chasing money that stuff is coming cuz we're building a business right but um you know we're not you're not I'm not dealing with no check chases either bro so i think that allows you to make better when you're not chasing a check you make better decisions and you can spot people that are chasing checks a little bit easier <laughs> right right way easier i should say wow mm-hmm. man
1: yeah this is a great. This is a great first podcast, ah, hey
0: man, man I'm I, I'm honored that you, the genius that you are, allowed me. Hey man, on man. this space. <laughs> let, let the people know where they can find you, man. Ah, me personally, if you want to be found. Yeah, me personally, I got this little Instagram thing, man. Uh, it's my first name, last name, Chad Ubre. Okay. Um, but more more importantly, man, tune into the show. Um, 85 South shows on YouTube. <clears throat> We're developing more things. We got a merch line. 85 apparelcompanycom I mean, we're going to be rolling out more content that, like, we're developing as we speak, and I just don't want to say what it is just for timing's sakes, because we, we want to get it right. Like, it's going to be, we're going to take all this stuff to another level. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, just tune in, man. We're going to be updating, like, bro, we, you know, keep subscribing. We got a million, I think, on Instagram. <laughs> I think another million on Facebook. I want to say a million plus on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know what Twitter has. has.
1: Um, Are y'all in a million on Instagram?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that stuff Don't mean nothing Man, to me, bro. See, like it doesn't It's cool No
1: I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just Putting it in perspective Yeah You know what
0: I'm saying Bro what a lot of people Don't know is I appreciate all the Accolades that you are Trying to give But they don't Like I remember Walking on you And you was Figuring it out dog I remember when you Was like Hey bro I just got This store And like I don't even know how I'm gonna pay for it Bro, right, right, right. <laughs> I worked at this deal where like I'm not getting paid, but everybody else is, so I think we're gonna be straight. Word. Like I'm not tripping. Like we gonna yeah, be straight yeah, yeah. for like Damn, six
1: That's months. crazy. I, I remember yeah, that's crazy. Like yeah. I remember that, right? So sure.
0: yeah. So like, bro, I remember when I remember like there were nights and I was <laughs> we was trying to figure out how to build the DJ booth, dog. We was Word. trying to figure out how to like Word. make the backspace a better walk path for people and, Word. like, okay, we'll be you got this staff, like Who's doing what and hey, who who finna go right? Me, you, in the bro, in the back. I remember all that, dog. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm yeah, man, I'm yeah. super proud of like. I remember like sitting on the couch and like falling asleep, having conversations on the couch, like. Yeah, bro. It was. Yeah, you it know what I mean. Lot of that. It was tough, bro. It was a lot of that. So man, like, <laughs> you was an inspiration for me when they, cause if we, I'm again. This is interviews are a lot about highlights and high moments, but bro, it's been some low. Not like, you know, I'm about to give up moments, but it's just tough. Like I don't. Yeah, it's not really clear on what's next. Yeah, I don't know what's next. I know that I can see it in my head, but I can't necessarily, you know, physically see it right there in front of me. Sometimes, right, right. Yeah.
1: Nah, man. But yeah, we we have been we've been through the mud, man. We got so much. We got a lot. We got a long way to go.
0: Yeah, bro. That's that's look. Uh, you don't. This is what you learn very clearly in this space. Like, you don't even you don't even know that the that there's levels until you get to a certain level. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you yeah. Like you think like I, yeah. this how
1: to, this how it yeah. works. yeah, bro. I was like, man, I make this much a month. I'm good. Man, man nah. I'm like like what do I have to worry about. But then yeah. it's like, you know, it's a gift and a curse, that infinite um curiosity. Yeah. You know bro. what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's like, you know, that instant that, that 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 um that hunger for more. Um you know, sometimes it could it could benefit you and sometimes it could kill you.
0: Bro, yeah, man. Like, bro, I'm like Again, I'm fueled to create. Like I enjoy, I, I enjoy creating so much. There's there's investments that I've made in like uh, maybe building business or seeing somebody else get themselves off the ground. That mm-hmm. like I've definitely taken some. Like I've taken some twenty thousand dollar personal L. You know. So like that's the game man. though. But it's again, it's why it's not about money for me. It's like right, I enjoy right. building, bro.
1: Exactly. You know? It's the process.
0: I enjoy the build, man. Yeah. like it, it, You don't want it to get. For me, I'm a creative first, bro. Like I, again, like I was holding the camera. I was directing too. I was, I grew up playing like classically trained, playing the piano, dog. You know, I was on the drum set and move, in the church. You know, and all that sort of thing. So like, right. I'm a creative first, but I understood that one of us had to learn business, so we not getting played. Do
1: people treat te- Do people treat you different when they when they realize who you are? Like, if you see anybody, like, like you know, like maybe like not really messaging, like, oh, you know who that is. That's like, oh or nah. or anybody change? Whereas like you know think you I don't got know, some bro. money you think I, you you know
0: I, 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 I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this dog like I don't I don't dress no different than I did right back then Same. I just don't check the bank account right you know <laughs> right that's it bro I'm like bro that used to be like like I like that was the thing
1: yeah like, I don't like checking I just, like checking. okay oh cool. yeah, yeah 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 Dang. Like, I just like no you just you just put it in perspective, cause that was the thing.
0: Yeah. Checking oh man, in. what? Dang. But I'm. Te- it takes you. You being broke one for me. I I would ho- hope for everybody. Being broke one time and not being able to control your life or make a decision that you want to make is not a good feeling. And that never. You'll never. You'll never. Like, being fired feels. I'm used to that. Like right. being broke. I would never be used to that. Right. That's not a, right. That's not comfortable. Yeah, and and it, it it shapes you. Yeah, but like what's weird, like what's strange to me, dog, is like. The things that we're doing now are things I would do if like nobody was paying attention to us. If I can afford to, you know, maintain that, yeah, right, yeah. But it's weird. Like I've been out with my fiance dog, like at like Lowe's, and she's buying plants, and like, oh, bro, I'm like, what's up, yeah, you know? <laughs> bro, <"Bruh." laughs> like, what? Cause I don't know. I'm in East Atlanta, bro. I'm like, what you? What's up, bro? What you doing? Right, you know? right. No, nah, bro. I watch the show. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I <laughs> do that, man. You know? <laughs> or or would we'll be like uh, being at the airport, man. You know, like young people. And I say young people, I'm 33, so like 21, 22. Right. Hey, man, bro, I, I'm a writer myself, bro. I'm a producer myself. I'm trying to, you got any advice? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, and I, I just, I, for me, I just try to make sure I don't ever feel like I can't, like I'm trying to, like I'm speaking down to you, dog. I would never, that's the thing for me. Like, that's, yeah. It's strange. I'm like, my goal is not to inspire people. You know, it's not like, I want. I just want like us like to like build, build, you know, and own and create, yeah. and uh, spin with each other and trust each other and you know hire each other and have our own economy. But I I have no desire to get like no award or like top thirty for thirty. That that stuff doesn't drive me. You right. Know, that, right. You know. So people being different. Nah, man. Like I I can never feel different because them like they don't make me feel no different. You right. You know. Like right. they don't change. Like so I have no business changing. And their world is ten times as Big, big as mine is, or yeah, yeah, no, I don't really. And then I'm like an isolated person, man. Like, I'm you know, I go home, and I don't want really be doing too much. I'm I'm like, I they laugh at me because I'm the extremist, bro. Like, I love, I enjoy business. Business is like a game to me, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just fight, you're it's, just reaching a high score. It's just fight against the system, is how I look at it. You know, yeah. you're trying to figure out the system, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm breaking through, you know, right. so like, I don't, there's no like. I think if I was trying to be a part of or prove something to somebody, I'm not. I'm not. There's the stuff that we're doing is not new ideas. That's that's what kind of blows. Like I'll be talking to Joe, like bro, you remember we pitched this idea to Steve, and now it's like, or pitch this idea to X Y Z or X Y Z. Yeah. You know, we hadn't even got to get into like the super like innovative stuff yet, because we still getting our basics down. You know. Right. Right. So there's nothing. I'm not even like surprised. You know, to say that I'm surprised in the space that we are surprised by the. People like you know we're meeting or having conversations with or saying no to or saying yes to her, like that doesn't. You was
1: know, really. who the most famous person you've met in this whole process?
0: Like on the level of fame, I guess that yeah I, I would say um probably like Puff. You met Puff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's you know probably yeah. And it, it depends on like how you, you know like if for some people it's Steve like you know it was like oh a, right right you know
1: hey man met Puff like. <clears throat> From the eighty five South show, you met
0: Puff, just so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We sat in his office in L.A. talking about, you know, you know just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, and you know, you, you to me, it's validation more than it is. But like, again, bro, I'm I'm from New Orleans, bro. Like, I'm from like I want to be P. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, that, right, right. That means something to me. Like, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I've never been super. I didn't understand that. Like, I moved to Atlanta and was like, oh, okay, so there is this lifestyle that is entertainment right. or. or non you know not nine to five or what they call blue collar or white collar whatever the case is like it's this world right and so I, the years that i could i guess got caught up in that like from 21 to like 30 i was just hustling dog like i was head down even when i was living with my mom I was like Shit, i'm already 25 living at home I might as well just save some money by a crib i wouldn't right. in no rush to go just be out there because i was just like yeah a workaholic bro so I, maybe i've been you know Protected from it to a degree, if that makes sense, because yeah. it was just like work, go home, work, go home. On the weekends, we picking up gigs, just hustling. Because I just ain't want to be broke again, dog. You know, like I'm like, bro, I'm not. One thing I'm not. If I can, if these hands work, if these legs work, bro, and I'm not even above no job, like I'm not gonna be broke again if I can afford it, if I can physically, yeah, maintain. You know, so I ain't even like veer off into that. I'm. I was still driving a '97 Accord, bro. And then I bought, like, an Acura, bro, like an 06 Act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. No, you was in the game, man. Yeah. Like, I I drive an 05 Lex. Like, that's a car I've been wanting since, like, yeah. high school. You know, I wasn't tripping on yeah. getting the beans or the Beamer. You know what I mean? Like, right. that stuff. You know, so.
1: Hey, man. Nah. Wise words from a decent man?
0: Hey, man, I hope they are decent words from a wise man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, nah, man, I appreciate you doing this, dog. Like, we we've, we've had... Bro, we've had these conversations for almost yeah. four years. Yeah, we yeah, this, you know yeah I mean? this
1: this is like, this is nothing new. Yeah, so I yeah. mean,
0: for pl- man, I I bro, I can't say it enough. I just want to go on the record. Like, if I die tomorrow, y'all got a recording of me saying, I think Sherrod Simpson is a genius. Man. And I have the utmost respect for him as a human, <laughs> him as a man, as a black man, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as somebody in the community, because I know how you you know, help people out and do what you do in your way in your space. Right. I, I, almost, I feel like uh, if we've been blessed to be in this position, you you have a responsibility, you know. For sure. To manage money properly. Is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hire people, take care, knock down some doors, not be gatekeepers. Right. You know, this is part stuff.
1: yeah, this is part of that. You know, this whole yeah. podcast is for that, you know, yeah. Somebody that look up to you and wanna come on here and be yeah. like, man, I wanna know chat
0: story. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure, man. So I uh, you know, appreciate it. We're bro. gonna sign out man. Yeah, for sure. 85 herself. South, yes sir. Chad, pronounce it. Ubre. Ubre, yes sir. My God. <laughs> Alright, peace All out. Right, that nigga had me do a pack podcast, but damn, I, ne- podcast, I never thought the day would come. This, this is your first one, is it? I did one with this white boy, bro. That's it.